Everybody and welcome to episode 359 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my uh, Grecian, vaguely Grecian co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Other world, or godly co-hosts. Um, yeah, Kurt, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm low-key today because it's the, uh, I took my already spicy food and added another hot sauce, but the hot sauce was a different flavor, so none of the flavors matched addition of the cast. Of all your oddly specific, this clearly just happened to me 10 minutes before we went on air, additions <laughs> of the podcast, that might be your most oddly specific. The best part, that did not happen today. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought of it. I was at the bus stop, and I was like, "You know what quirky situations could I get myself into?" Some of the best, some of the best things happen okay. at the bus stop. I'm gonna get quirked up tonight. That, that feels a little, <laughs> a little like are you are you dreaming up these scenarios with the intent of actually doing them, or is it just fodder for the show? It's purely for the content. Just absolutely living a fraud's life so I can get just a little more uh, excitement on this cast. You know, I appreciate the dedication. I appreciate the candor, but I, I will admit that does leave me a little disappointed. The drive for content. Look, I mean, a... when we when we go get hot wings sometime this summer, as we do... I get we get the hottest wings from that one place in town. I will take mm. the the uh, buffalo style hot sauce, and I you know what? I'll just add uh, tahini onto it. You know, we'll we'll down south of the border spicy flavor to the north of the border <laughs> spicy flavor. <laughs> It'll be a borderline ex- borderline experience. Oh. <laughs> uh. I did finally get chamoy the other day. I haven't tried it yet, but that's supposed to be like the counterpart to tahini. You get the tahini and the chamoy, and then you put like your very fancy, overly stuffed Mexican candy drink, and you rim it with those, and it's it's every flavor at once, and it's 10,000 oh, yeah. calories. <laughs> yeah. Just look up, uh, for all you at home, I think I've shown this before, but look up the Mexican preparata, and you I will don't... find... Don't people put like um like Modelo or Cor- do they do Coronas with it sometimes? That's a Michelada. They, like, they just like it's... take the tip of it, dip it in uh, chamoy, and then you know sprinkle tahini all over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll do that. That's crazy. That's just messy. Okay, like I don't like messy things. I'm not a fan. I don't want to be at a bar and have to go to the bathroom every time I want to. You know, change things up a little bit. Are you drinking it with your asshole? You know, are you, sometimes are you doing booty bombs off the bar? Sometimes it gets wet and wild and weird. Sometimes you I like to finger blast it, at the man. bar. <laughs> Jake's it's, doing if it's, all right. Jake if it's dark for vodka tampons. Yeah, man. Modelo soaked tampons are those shots. You know, if you have to be 
drunk in a public place. That's a pretty easy way to accomplish the feat. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get fucking weird about it. Old, well, uh... as as always, yeah. we're coming at you live, live. from <laughs> the basement of somebody very special to all of our hearts. <laughs> and that is Gritty's basement. Is that what his name is? I thought you were going to say we were living under the rock. Um, but are you? Is he is he a Philly mascot? Is gritty. He, yeah. Of, he's yeah. a hockey mascot. Yeah, yeah, Philly. Yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Oh, gritty. We okay. are coming at you live. I thought you were talking Gritty's... about the dance. <laughs> yeah. Not the hit. Gritty, we are wittery. We are wittery doing the gritty on a podcast, and none of you can see this who are listening. It's crazy right now. We're hey, literally gritting. I saw the gritty the other day. Like, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> so I witnessed the gritty with my eyes. And it was like, oh. You know, oh, they're just like. Literally witnessed the gritty. It's like. They're like bending over and swinging their arms. Yeah, oh. it's not like. There's nothing to it, really. <laughs> I'm just. It's like, of oh, all the dance all the move trends, this is probably the easiest to hop on. It's like when the Dougie a, at like least a, took a little time to figure out. <laughs> like when a three-year-old is like, he, get, he tries to get your attention. And the kid, he's like, watch, watch me do this, watch me do this. Yeah. And then he like throws a sock. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he acts like that was Thanks like Thanks for wasting my fucking time, you stupid kid. <laughs> so one thing we do have to announce um, from the Gritty Basement is a PSA. Not all gingers are leprechauns. Much like Gritty. He just wants you to know that. In celebration of St. Patrick's Day, which was last week, uh, not all leprechauns are ginger. I mean, not all gingers. I mean, gingers are leprechauns. I mean, what? Some are lepropros. Oh, and look at that. Weirdly, Jake dropped off the call. <laughs> So I'm looking at Gritty's face. (laughs) Kurt, is this what your taint looks like? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You wanna you wanna try that again, friend? (laughs) I want I want I wanna know if Gritty's face is an artist's rendition of everything you got going down down under. Googly eyes and all. googly eyes and all you got that did you give your junk that everything everywhere all at once treatment with the googly eyes no i did not (laughs) damn it (laughs) then what am i gonna beat it to later i just i love that obviously obviously gritty No, but now I gotta now I gotta plaster on a hog, right over him. No, I, no, you're looking at the wrong. No, there's Jake. You're wrong. There's I'm, something extremely phallic about it. Look at his overall shape. How it tapers from uh, a wide <laughs> circular base up to a narrower point. Gritty uh, himself he's got them, is he's the got dick. Them griddle cakes. <laughs> he's got that. Gr- is that got that thicky gritty? Okay. Why is a vast okay? Also, don't ask why I just opened up an incognito tab. <laughs> but why is a vast telling me fake news and saying incognito mode isn't really private? 
fuck you. We I already, look up my gr- gritty porn this. where I please. Yeah, Vast has kind of really gone downhill. I still have it installed on my machines because I've had it for a while. But yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that search. All right. Is oh, this, gritty, no. gritty mascot porn, not gritty, because that is a descriptor. Oh, that's. I'm very sad. There is no. There I is didn't no, open up any tabs. There was, there's no gritty ex Philly fanatic crossover rule thirty four. I I guess. The, wait, Peter. That's where you gotta go. It's I was about to get on Jake. For opening an incognito tab to look for gritty porn, but then you come in here just <laughs> from the other corner of the ring, <laughs> being like, "Oh Liberty man, Bell in my hand, oh man, there's no Philadelphia. Listen, there's up. no the Philadelphia mascot rule thirty four porn." He was. Yeah. He was. I a- thought there. I thought I was gonna get some good stuff on um, Tumblr, but I didn't. Didn't they drive all the porn off Tumblr like St. Patrick's did the snakes <laughs> out of Ireland? <laughs> there's some good stuff on. The there's only stick. one thing on on Rule Thirty Four, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it gritty porn. So uh, there's uh, a, there's the, a dearth. There's a need the United to be, States to be is safe again. And when I say filled, I'm spelling it with a ph. There's there's a market there. There's untapped potential. You heard it here first. Put all your money <laughs> in Philadelphia mascot rule thirty four porn. <laughs> Yo. I, oh, You'll no, triple your investment oh, within can't five years. <laughs> Dad, what made the stock market crash? <laughs> well, well, it was a big see. run on gritty porn, and it just kind of <laughs> threw everything. Peter out. Thiel got some bad advice. <laughs> And did a bank run on gritty porn. He wanted his cheesesteak whiz wit, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> JP Morgan found out that all of their nickel reserves were stones. Yeah. And then and then upon closer inspection, their gold was just gritty porn. <laughs> that's that's, it was that's a big, NFTs in a nutshell. That's an up <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I got <laughs> I don't have any money, but I have this picture of the, uh, of the Philly mascot. What are we doing with our lives? We're, we're talking oh, about trailers because that's what we yeah, do. We're every serving week. up some trailers on that's a platter. Tray watch. It's my job to to introduce that segment, and I'm glad I passed it on to you, Kurt. You're a good like inheritor. Um, my apprentice. Peter. It's time for you to become the master. I believe. If you go back and count the number of times the segment has been introduced, I have introduced it probably four or five times more often than you have. They grow up so fast. (laughs) Okay. Before we jump right into trailers, like a Blue's Clues painting, I got to ask this major question. How did we miss this announcement from, unless we didn't, and I have really bad memory, how do we miss the announcement from Bob Odenkirk that he's remaking the room? I I don't know. Um, let me see this. Um, why? 
Apparently, he's going to play Tommy Wiseau. I mean, the idea of Bob Odenkirk doing a bad Tommy Wiseau impression is funny to me. So, discussing film reports, Bob Odenkirk says he won't be mocking Tommy Wiseau's performance and script in his remake of The Room. I I mean, I kind of want it to be like an honest... And like straightforward, like hold on, uh, you know, hold on. I crack at it. A an idea has sparked in my head, Jake. When would the, that story come out? So that discussing films came out March eleventh. March eleventh. It's currently okay. So Tommy Wiseau is actually very relevant because minutes before Peter and I sat down to do the show. The trailer for Big Shark dropped. Tommy Wiseau's counterpunching at Bob Odenkirk. He's stealing back the headline. Because what a trailer this Big Shark trailer was. First off, it was only a minute fucking long. So he's already he's already right on it there. Uh, second off, half the trailer had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> and yeah, Or nothing to do with the premise, I yeah. guess. And and in the third most dramatic bit of uh, surprise here, and this actually being a fairly effective trailer, is they seal it yeah, right. with a hook of what's to come. Fish puns, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like this actually. All right, as as much as we want a clown, um, this is, this does the things that we want for trailers. We complain every week on this show and we will do it this week too <laughs> about how modern trailers which are meant to be like cut up and dispersed in many different featurettes when they're together it becomes this uh, a very short synopsis of the movie of all the important beats um this one does not do that it sets up the character um and then it sets up the monster yeah and, and it says Things are gonna happen. You see enough to wet your whistle. Uh, there, there are a few. Sh- there are a few. There are very quick shots. But if you if you pause and go the frame by frame, you see some very uh, Sharknado esque kills. There, there's a woman walking her dog, and the shark falls on her. Um, and in a very bad special effect, uh, blood splatter comes out, and I think it eats the dog too. Which Tommy, that's rule number one: never kill a house pet. Um. And then the shark in the boxing ring about to jump on a guy and then coming down from the ceiling of the boxing ring to get the ref. So you know this is going to be nuts. And like, and in keeping with his, Tommy Wiseau's desire to, to have his movies resemble real Hollywood movie, uh, he is dabbled in special effects on this trailer to great effect. <laughs> This um, this shark I really hope is a bespoke asset. They got a real, they got a, they got a digital shark model. Who do they get? What if Tommy Wiseau gets? He did the mocap for the shark. <laughs> oh, Tommy, so- you know we had Brendan Fraser as the whale. Now we have Tommy Wiseau as the shark. I, you know what, oh. Peter, I can a thousand percent see Tommy Wiseau. 
blowing a stupid amount of money on unnecessary mocap and insisting that he be the one in the suit. That is a million percent believable to me. I'm the apex predator. I get to be the shark. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see this trailer before it started. <laughs> I'm so happy, that was, right? That was your you feel thing. more alive after having watched it. You're getting, the air seems fresher. Getting, Food tastes better. <laughs> and is that who I think it is? Is that Mark? Yeah, Greg Sister is in this. Yeah. Oh they're, my god! They are best fiends. <laughs> like they're they're along for the ride. And we we actually talked about this last week, right? We mentioned like directors will have their stable of actors <laughs> that they know that they like to work with or in the case of this Tommy no Wiseau the only actors that will agree to work with him <laughs> like the the pacing of the trailer is is solid like it builds up and then there's a bunch of quick action that that gets you and there's one there's the money shot of the shark drifting, Tokyo around, drifting the around the corner yeah it is, it's a masterpiece. I love it. I can't wait. So news of this, of, of the Bob Odenkirk room announced on March 7th, um, Justin DeClau, um and Bob Odenkirk retweeted it. I'm very excited. The feature length, the room remake shot mostly on green screen. Why? In which the Tommy Wiseau role is taken over by Bob Odenkirk. And it's not played as a joke. Oh, so it's like a Kung Pao Enter the Fist style movie where Bob Odenkirk has replaced Tommy Wiseau as Johnny in the movie. That's... I am now intrigued. Yeah, Yeah, wow. Um, Okay. I'm morbidly curious. Like, so... I'm trying to see. I think they got everybody back. I'm wondering if this is everybody they got back. What do you mean they got back? Wait, like everyone's going. Everyone's reshot their scenes. I'm. I'm more confused now uh, than I was at the beginning of the sentence. Yeah. Uh, like they got the original actors. I, I mean, I, I. It's a big. It's a big cash shot. So I don't want to go through each every individual person, but. Um. I think that's Greg Sestero in the front. Yep. Like they're not they're not they might not be recasting everybody. There's not a lot of people to begin with. <laughs> yeah, this is just like the one green screen room with, with them in it. Which like I'm trying to remember like the people the guy with the big blue smiley face on his shirt uh reminds me of one of the characters. I I don't remember who it was. But I'm like, oh that could be one of the people from the original. Yeah, I don't know. I um guess. Where's uh? They got the, Mike Flanagan, Kate Siegel. Lisa, where's Lisa? I can't, I can't like Lisa. identify Lisa in this shot. I think she's in the second row. I think she's behind Chris R. Yeah. Lisa, you were tearing me apart. Yeah, I, yeah it's Chris R. And that's I think Denny. Next to him, or is Denny one more over? So, like, maybe, uh, maybe what they they had to get people for back for if they did like 
physical interactions. Well, now I'm not I'm not so sure if what I said before was correct now. And that's what I interpreted from the way Jake read it, but I'm reading the tweet now and now I'm not I'm not so sure. If they do if they if it is just a remake with a green screen, I'm going to be a little disappointed. You know, Tony went the extra mile. He built those real sets. Did he? <laughs> They built those real sets when well, they could have just shot on location because that's Hollywood. It's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. And Mike Flanagan. Is that Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel? Yes, it is. And this was a blast, which means I wonder if the the filming is like either almost done or already done. I think that's his announcement is that it's done filming. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm super hyped about this. Well, hmm. I swear. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what to think. I need to see more. I need more information before I can formulate an opinion. Yeah. yeah there's not a lot out unless there's more on IMDb. Um, but that was first announcement. So I'm. Let's see. You have my curiosity. Um, we're, we're all reading onto it. Um, can't I mean the only stuff that comes up is like the room um the crowded no uh, yeah I don't know yeah uh, I, mean, I think gonna... they're just saying it's a remake so uh, we will probably see a trailer before I mean probably starting April um yeah. that's my expectation but honestly I don't know this has been a very interesting one trailer this this one trailer is developed into quite the story yeah um so i just wanted to pop that little tidbit out there um but we can you can, can even call it some... a kind of a joyride trailer nice boom nice boom this movie there. is not the room <laughs> no it's not movie, well, what is it maybe wishes it could be the room um this is... yeah no well the room actually has a pretty good legacy like the movie came out in 2003 we're still talking about it today 20 years a lot of movies from there have forgotten like the only other movie i can think of that came out in 2003 was finding nemo Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah what movies came out in uh 2003 no it it really is it's kind of crazy how much like of an impact that's that movie's made um, so many people know about it. Oh, it no. really has like a massive cult following at this point. The Hulk. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Angley's Hulk. Okay. Matrix Reloaded. Oh, and Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. Daredevil. Right. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Really, I thought X2. that was 05. Um. And I thought X two was two thousand two. Why is it? Maybe it's just giving me like top picks, but. Yeah, Daredevil 2003. Yeah. Well, I know Daredevil was 2003, X2, 2003. Okay, so yeah, it was a pretty decent movie year. Or The Return of the King. Yeah, Ooh. shit. But. Oh, the. We were eating. Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, this is that. This is just. Um, it's more. It's more comedy stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't. <laughs> I don't know exactly who this movie is uh, 
four. People, people in the comments are loving it. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I guess after I it's, I guess it's good Asian representation. After, yeah, after a lot of people are praising it for that, but like to me, it just, I mean, that aside, this is just like it just seems like a lot of one of those movies where they just put all the really dumb crass jokes in there. I kind of feel like they may have um, astroturf the comments section a little bit because it has a pretty bad like dislike ratio 2.2 up to 3.5 down um yeah all all joyride really is is it's it's the hangover formula with the uh Mm -hmm. crazy rich asians uh draw engine substituted in (laughs) yeah with like the um with like the the I don't know, maybe like a heartfelt aspect over top of it it's with about uh, family. the fact that she's going back to her her uh, you know home home world. <laughs> the uh, she got adopted. Uh, the planet taking of that Asia. spaceship back. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like this. The problem like movies like this they always have is there's always going to be a bunch of dated references. That are gonna, it's gonna come out. And you're gonna be like, oh, that came. I mean, I feel like they're gonna make a lot of crazy rich Asians jokes. Just judging by the other jokes they're making in this. Yeah, I got no. Clue, I mean, though. well, some interesting people. I saw some interesting names flash by here. So, let's see. Produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, James Weaver, Josh Fagan. I don't know any of these people except Seth Rogen. Uh, produced by someone named Cherry, uh, Sheva Pratava Dubrang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Cherry, Cherry that. Okay. Oh. I see. <laughs> Cherry. Yeah. No, you haven't heard of Cherry Sheva Dumrong. Yeah. Uh. No, I've not uh, heard of her before. Directed by Adele Lim. Okay, so Seth Rogen's involved in this. Lionsgate is the distributor. Um, they have a couple movies out here. I like, I think it'll do okay, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple fun sequences in here. Like they they have to like uh, disguise themselves as the K-pop band. Like honestly, you can make a movie about that. Like that as a premise, like this, these guys have to, this group of like guys has to dress up as a K-pop band to sneak something through the country. That's a, that's a, that's a movie right there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, this is, it feels like it's trying to replicate or it's Lionsgate's way of trying to, uh, tap some of the same market that Crazy Rich Asians tapped while at the same time kind of riding the wave that everything everywhere all at once laid down um, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it'll, it'll probably make a decent return for Lionsgate I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say like 75 yeah. million dollar range what was another movie like this that came out did did Crazy Rich Asians get like the um the flack that was like, um, oh this is like a, a a poke at like Asian stereotypes, even though it's like maybe written and played by 
Asian I don't people. think so. I think it was pretty lauded for its representation of the cultures. There was one movie that came out, I remember, that it, it got uh, like the similar praise for get, having like a, a, a mainly Asian cast. Um, and it was a relatively good movie from what I understand. And then it got a lot of flack for being like a bunch of stereotypical like Asian jokes throughout it. Um, that some of the community mm-hmm. just got angry about, but yeah, kind of makes me think. Of, it makes me think of like Bros, right? Yeah, Where, yeah. Like, they they were trying to be like, oh, we're 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 different from the other gay stereotype comedies. But maybe that's were. what I'm thinking about. Yeah, maybe not Asian, but but gay, but gay because, people. Yeah, I I can't come up with anything that matches the description that you're yeah. throwing down. But not to say that it's yeah, not maybe. out there, but I just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, we've got Rye Lane, um, which actually looks pretty cute and funny. Um, but the, <laughs> the fucking first comment is like, looks woke, hard pass. I did see that. And I'm like, how? There's, I was say. There is nothing in this. Oh, actually, there. screams any kind there's, of... Well, There's one specific thing. Yeah. <laughs> the one dog whistly thing that I know that when <laughs> when they say woke, I know what they're what they're actually saying. Yeah. Black. <laughs> Black. But and they're and British foreign, too. They're, that that's even exist. worse. <laughs> oh. Um, and the guy wears pink shoes. That might be another thing that they don't like, I guess. I I really, I don't know. I don't uh, think this movie's interesting, and in that it is a romantic comedy that seems to just steer super hard into a lot of tropes of the genre. Uh, people coming off a breakup fall in love with each other. Um, regular Joe or getting over mm-hmm. you know bad breakup meets manic pixie dream girl. Um, yeah. just just going also right broken. into all of it. Just, yeah, it's yeah. like you're going car bowling, you know. No swerves. Yeah, but I I think where this kind of sets it apart from other stuff is like the cinematography and like the background, like uh, the set design and cinematography of this is really like it's eye porn. It's eye candy. Yes, I will say like, they, there's the a lot whole of nine it yards. feels a little to me like a movie that's trying to you know the classic they spent a lot of money to make it look like they didn't spend any money I because everything's very tight it looks like they're trying to shoot around having small sets um which might just be the look they're going for Mm -hmm. this is you know if i if i'd never seen an indie movie except for like fucking life aquatic i'd be like yo this definitely looks like wes anderson yeah it's like not really it looks like uh someone who doesn't know what wes anderson movies look like to say this looks like wes anderson movies. someone who really likes a a lot of lock colors and locked in uh shots planar metric composition Mm -hmm. is what that's called Damn pushes word. up glasses um 
yeah, this this is not that style. It's just someone who really likes tight shots. Um, it's a Searchlight yeah. Pictures uh, release, so it's you know an indie that they felt had a chance in theaters. Uh, I don't know. I it not it's not a movie that I would normally be interested in, and it doesn't do anything interesting enough to make me interested in it. Yeah. I, I think in the, I like at least, at least visually in the realm of rom-coms, this looks like uh, a splash of color. <laughs> ha Careful, Peter. rainbow colors in it. Careful, Peter. Oh. That guy's going to comment on our video. Yeah, looks just... woke. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> More like woke studs. <laughs> Got him. Saturn uh, Saturn Saturn CRT. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is keep Saturn, at keep Saturn studs pa- out of my classroom. At Patriot Gun you Godzilla. Probably should keep <laughs> us out of the classroom. We're not an appropriate for children podcast. No sir, no sir. We I might, think we and we might hurt interest- your feelings. I think we bring an interesting dynamic to children's brains. That is. We just give them too much information, and say, probably is the not dynamic a proper seizure. <laughs> An audible seizure, yeah. Sponsored by Audible. Uh, it's sponsored. like it's just like a Russian sleeper code. I did <laughs> this seizure brought to you I by did, Audible. Um, I did finally cancel my Audible membership because I can just oh. get a library card and use Hoopla for free. <laughs> Yep. Yo, dude, they're building a really nice library down the uh, around the corner from me. Is it where your where your new friend is? No, no. Are you guys gonna meet the library? No, we might if they get if they have a kid. Otherwise, they can bring their dog, big slobbery mastiff. Um, But yeah, I fucking can't wait to go to a library. I haven't been to a library in forever. I hope they do tax support so I can. uh, Stop using TurboTax. I hope they have a tool library and that one of those tools is a crawfish, a crawfish broiler. Just a big a tool crap library? Pot. Like somewhere where you can like rent out tools? Yeah, libraries have, some libraries do that where they like instead of checking out a book, you check out like a bandsaw. Or like a maybe a, maybe not a bandsaw, but maybe like a, a sawzall. <laughs> I the Home Depot is gonna freak out, man. I, are you thinking of maybe like a Home Depot rental? Sir, I've never heard of that. No, I I will fucking show you tool. Just like I will Google tool library. These are things. That's um, such an interesting concept. Like I can imagine it's some a terrible idea. I think it's smart. Just somebody like donating their like. You're just renting tools out tools to whomever to use them improperly and damage them. Here. Well, I know in here's I know one in Baltimore. Here's one in, can, in the town where I I am uh, at. I know in Baltimore you can like rent out a wood shop, but that's like a, a you know a set place. Okay, Buy but it. this CR is tools. a a like different building. It's not like you can't also get books at this location. Yes, but some some do have both. Some is a joint thing. See, this makes sense though. This sort of stuff, just hand tools, like a fat yeah, a file, a rat tail course, 
file quarter inch file yeah i don't i have like one purpose of that yeah. usually like once a year and i don't want to go to buy one exactly. like i love my chisels like every other guy but i don't use it that often oh but a rabbit plane sure <laughs> yeah I, I there are plenty of times i could use that i might actually buy one we could invest in a nice little plane planner tool Tools, hardware studs, books. Oh, the art of craft and stone. fucking trailer it is, were we it talking is a library. about? We're talking about. We're going to talk about. You hurt my feelings. Okay. Uh, yeah. Julie Louise Dreyfus makes her triumphant return and, to the silver and screen. And Elaine Bennis B plot from an episode of Seinfeld has gone feature length. Yeah, I, I mean. I, the question I ask after watching this trailer is, what is the plot? Uh, some again, uh, maybe this is just a, a week. You know, it's an off week. You know, where instead of having the entire plot explained to us in the trailer, we just look at it and we go, "What happens in this?" Oh movie? no, the entire plot is in the trailer. Um, it's just not a very deep plot. So uh, it's just people talking at each other. Julia Lude, well. I mean, yeah, they don't show, like, the whole synopsis of the movie. Um, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus is an author, and um, her books aren't, aren't selling as well as they used to. Uh, but she and her husband really love each other, still, after all the years of marriage and raising kids and whatnot. Uh, but she finds out... That he doesn't actually like her writing. He was just lying to her and make make her feel good on the inside, and that that makes her feel like her her secure marriage that she's been part of for years and has gone through the crucible that is raising a kid with is built on a foundation of all lies, and and her whole world comes crumbling down around her. In a situation that no actual human being would ever find themselves in. This is something out of Seinfeld. Yeah. That's most of what I got to say. You said everything I could say about it. Now, I do like that. We use less words than this trailer. I do like that they were frugal and they um, they didn't cast an actor for the husband, they cast just a stone golem. (laughs) that they've used some archaic magic to animate. Uh, that was really clever. And you don't have to pay that, Stone Golem. Everybody they knows put, They put Stone the word Golems. act in his mouth. Yeah. Came to life. And they just fed him a script, and he just just went. Because, boy, this man's <coughs> jaw is a rock. It's a fucking boulder. He looks like handsome Squidward. <laughs> he looks like... He's, he looks like handsome Squidward who forgot to get the the buccal the buccal fat reduction. It's a little bit more plump around his cheeks, but god damn, that's a right angled jaw if I've ever seen one. That's that's, that's ninety degrees, baby. <laughs> People use his head to just like slap up next to some bricks and make sure they're right angles. It fucking slap some mortar on his bitch and. Lay him down sideways. Oh, gets, that's plumb. He goes down that's on plumb his right wife there. like a speed square. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to reach for his head. She gets poked by that 
that the point this does not sound pleasant at careful. all <laughs> for anyone involved <laughs> well he's got a lot of muscle i mean it's like a bicep on either side of his jaw so he's just down there for hours without breaking a sweat he's like lance armstrong of eating muff does you his, see this does guy his in dick the gym. Have the level bubble too. <laughs> he, he's like the Lance Armstrong of eating muff, and that he also only has one testicle. One ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am so sorry to. It uh, needs performance enhancing drugs to compete at the highest level. <laughs> Tobias Benzies, if you actually only have one testicle, I mean, yeah. You definitely have earned the nickname of the Lance Armstrong of eating muff. Uh, but, boy, that jaw. What that thing, that thing be thangin', as the kids say. <laughs> he's, he's rocking that Darth Malak out there. The reverse Malak. <laughs> yeah. Malik had no jaw. Malik oh, did too much chewing tobacco had and had, had to no have jaw. his jaw removed. They never really. Are there any shots? Are there any shots of him from the back? Are we sure he doesn't have a lever? Because <laughs> he's a fucking nutcracker, dude. He is a real human nutcracker with a lever attached to his jaw to destroy chestnuts. Walnuts, anything a with a hard nut. shell, Pines macadamia nut, nut. <laughs> pistachio nut, red pistachio red nut, pistachio. white pistachio nut. I mean, any kind of nut. I mean, peanut, but usually you get those already de-shelled, which isn't technically a nut. <laughs> Legume. Uh, um, and then finally, <laughs> most most importantly. The biggest one. One day is a lion. It's not. It's not the biggest trailer this week, but it is the last one we're gonna talk about. Is it? Is it? Oh right. I I can't. If it's not in front of my eyes, it doesn't exist. I have the object permanence of a child. Um. <laughs> so I have to say that's a what's big it? executive decision that you just dropped on us right now. <laughs> and what's in front of my eyes right now is is. Fucking yoked out of his mind, J. Jonah, uh, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> one day I will get it on the first try. Well, no, that one actually works because he played J. Jonah Jameson. Right, but I'm always going to get them confused. Well, well but there's an so that's there's a neural pathway link there that a normal person can follow, <laughs> which makes it all that much harder. I'm, you know what? I really got mixed up here. I thought fucking DJ. Khal- uh, Khaled was in this film. DJ Khaled. Sorry, what? <laughs> he was the DJ Khaled. What is he the? What is he the fucking he's, he's, it's tainted the... area from Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking Elden DJ. Um, at thirty-eight seconds in the oh, trailer. Oh, that guy! You like, thought that was DJ Khaled? DJ Khaled. Yeah. That's the one. A I always want to call him DJ like DJ bass. Khaled. <laughs> No, that's just. Bubble I don't know. Bass. I don't know how you could get his name wrong because he he announces it very clearly in every song that he's ever yeah. been on. It is in the well, beginning, I, middle, to be and fair, end. I've of never every heard song. any of his songs. 
he says prominently, it's DJ Khaled. Let me see if I can't find. I want to see. I want DJ Khaled. <laughs> uh, DJ. Let me see if I can't find the asparagus meme. It's so good. I wish he. Uh, I wish he put on more titles. DJ Khaled. Like, have you ever got his medical degree? Like. DJ Khaled, MD. DJ Khaled, no, Esquire. Different. Or just he just needs to be a movie producer. Uh, DJ Khaled, PGA. <laughs> or worse, he yeah, could be it, an accountant. CPA, FCPA. <laughs> no, he's he's a vegetable, as as you can see in the the short I sent you. <laughs> Call me asparagus. <laughs> My man is. I dude, this guy, this guy's an alien. I swear to Christ Almighty, dude, if he's an alien. He's, he's having the best fucking extra extraterrestrial vacation ever. Like, dude, he he's getting like he's precious got... Earth artifacts. He's driving around on jet skis. He's like, I'm asparagus. You know, he's got a book in his house, just like how to be human. <laughs> He's trying so hard to human right now. Like, he doesn't even have to walk down. <laughs> you got the wrong species, DJ. He forgot you're... that humans don't have the traditional shoe pillows. You're a man. <laughs> Not he, an asparagus. He had, remember, remember he was on Hot Ones? And he had, like, the second, hot, the second least hot wing and had to fucking yeah. tap out. Yeah. I think he still gets clowned on to this day about that. I mean, yeah, which is he, and great. to to steal his own phrase, he played himself. Um, so here's here's yeah. one for DJ Khaled. If you're listening, if you want to add titles, um, I read to you from the forensic certified public accountant in the cremated sixty four squares financial statements, uh, which is a book that was covered on a podcast I used to listen to called 372 pages we'll never get back um and we you don't have to go very far chapter one the introduction of titus uno but in this case it would be dj khaled cpa fcpa cgma (laughs) (laughs) which is certified public accountant forensic certified public accountant and charter global management accountant and in this book, he announces himself as I, Titus Uno, Certified Public Accountant, Forensic Certified Public Accountant, and Chartered Global Management Accountant in every paragraph, essentially. Holy shit. Jake, did you put this meme up, this video up of him tr- yeah. trying and failing to get the crowd over? Yeah, I think that was because um, I, I didn't I just looked up on Twitter. Um I think this was Actually, I think I know where this is from. This is from like the um, YouTuber boxing match. Oh, is this that was like put on a like a few years ago that like fucking failed really hard. There, I know like Jake Paul might have been in it or some of that, and like no, the big controversy was like nobody got paid or some shit. And they promoted this thing a lot, and part of it was like DJ Khaled was going to be there, and he was going to do like this show in the middle of the match or some of that or in the middle of the matches right and uh this happened where he just was yelling at like 25 percent filled stands 
who didn't know his music, did not repeat after, which, you know what? Good for the crowd. I kind of hate that. I kind of hate going to a concert and then getting peer pressured into singing their song. I'm like, no, well, that's you. kind of like part of no the experience you. of going to the concert. Yeah, but stop. I paid a lot of money to go see 21 Pilots. Why am I singing? You went for the live of experience of seeing them. If you just wanted to listen to their music, you, you would have gone on the Spotify. I want the whole I, shebang. I don't. I could sing think in you're my wrong car. On this one, Jake. I, I don't. I. I don't know. I. I don't. I want to sit down, and also people got to stop Viewers, standing if they have. You seats. decide. <laughs> yeah. Put. Are you? Are, are you team? Bell, smash smash like the like button if you're team Kurt, <laughs> and that ring that bell if you're team Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking angry tweet me on Twitter at JakeET65. Or angry tweet me at Twitter at Bronxinator. <laughs> Go get us. Show us your support. And fucking or your undying Or harass hatred. us until we develop eating disorders or suicidal tendencies. And if you agree yeah. with me, drop a lip bag of thermite into a back alley. <laughs> Peter, that's, Just let it that's go. how we get put on lists. I'll notice. That's... I'll see it from the fucking rooftops. It's like the bat signal. It's the bat signal for you and whatever fucking shady dealings you're a part of. Yeah. I'll sell you fu- I'll sell you fucking bootleg copies of Expendables 2. That's my Dude, we can get a bootleg copy of Expendables 2, man. I know this guy. You just gotta drop a bag of thermite in a back alley, and he'll find you, man. He'll find you with the DVD. He don't even take no money. He just gives it to you and walks away. There's no explanation. I've got Avatar 1 on VHS. This is a cinematic D-make. It's got a fucking like expansion slot out the front. It doesn't go like it doesn't go all Uses the way. Uses lock-on technology for the second fucking tape. <laughs> there actually were the, these did exist uh, HD movies on VHS. They only existed for so, like a tiny little bit. But they looked yeah. a lot better than DVD, which was the competing medium at the time. Peter, I think this um the call me something DJ call me uh is sort of a trend of his. It's kind of his thing. Oh yeah, uh, one would I mean, say maybe I, his I bread and butter. because uh, he also likes to be called Hugo, and I'm assuming he's wearing Hugo Boss. Yeah, so so he doesn't say call me the boss. He says call me Hugo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so a cool name. He's wearing. It's cool. Yeah. It just makes see now now that's got me thinking of that post on Reddit the other day where it was Harry Potter, but it was all Balenciaga. Oh, I saw I don't know where I saw I it was on YouTube. Have you seen that one, Jake? Um this is this will suffice for our one day is a lion discussion. Right. Um it's ripped ripped ass JK Simmons. There's nothing more to say. <laughs> And Hitman shenanigans. Movie looks I guess, pretty good. Is that what it was? Um. So when it event when it inevitably blows up in like a mm, couple weeks. 
or when it when it comes out in a couple months. Let's rather let's pump the brakes. It's a Lionsgate movie. It'll only release in like two thousand theaters. <laughs> you ever you ever see a movie trailer and can ascribe um like a, a taste to it or like a, a feeling to it? This just gives me like dry mouth, like cotton mouth feel. But I don't know why. I think maybe it's like the color palette behind it. It looks a little dusty. Or like the like the, the the actor, like I feel like it should be in a breaking bad setting. Everybody looks like they're they smell like really <laughs> weird. Like not bad, just like why would you buy that cologne? Like you know how you're you know how you're like can't, sampling can't say as though I like, do targets. It's the one that they you're saying everyone in this movie wears the cologne that like normal people don't pick out at the store. Yeah, or or like the the deodorants that you're sniffing at Target and you're like, "Oh, oh shit. No, I'm not going to get that one." But some reason there's like five missing behind it, so people are buying it and you're wondering who those people are. It's these people. They're the ones buying the Axe anti-perspirant dragon fruit smell. You know? I don't know. I haven't bought Axe in a while. I'm a I'm an Old Spice Fiji oh, man me too. myself. Right. Superior. Something sitting in the fucking in the fucking in the bathroom over there. Some kind of blue it's gel that goes around. on my fucking arm flaps. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, I guess we yeah, this is time. Right. It's that time. Um, Morphin time. So, yeah. They're, they've they announced Netflix April 19th. So, soon. Um, we're getting a heavy, heavy air quotes. Original cast reunion of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers titled Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. Um, it, it's seemingly played fairly straight. Um, the trailer shows a lot of Walter, uh, Jones and David Yost. Um, they show an Asian lady who maybe is going to be Trini's daughter. I think so. That sounds, I mean, that's the implication to me at least. Which... Okay, well, I guess, yeah, in the continuity of Power Rangers, she didn't die as young as she did in real life. So it wouldn't be scandalous for her to have a kid. Because <laughs> I'm like, she was like 21 when she died. That's pretty pretty young to be having a kid. Um, so I think this Vulture article misled me. Because it said certain people were going to be in the movie that don't appear to be in the movie. So I can't tell. Austin St. John has gotten very fat. I know that much. Um, I need to get a better look at the Red Ranger. So they didn't get Amy Jo Johnson back as the Pink Ranger. Because uh, she's kind of like not super into having been a Power Ranger. Although she did. Yeah, I mean. She did appear in the movie in 2017. Right, that's that was probably fine because it was, hey, you're gonna be in here for like a second. Yeah, yeah. She's like, and was fine. she actually? 
Was she actually the like playing a ranger, or was she just a cameo? She, she, she and uh, yeah. JDF were uh, just like people in town that were saved, and they smile up at the Megazord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and people can be like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't have to get into character, which I mean that's probably what she's like has yeah. zero. She's got zero interest. Yeah. In, so. Like, Reprising um, that role. I think it's Rocky and Cat that get brought back as pink and red, respectively. I'm a little surprised that it wasn't Austin St. John, because I know he, he doesn't really look like Jason anymore. But he he has a YouTube channel where he... Isn't that like a... It's like a UFO sightings thing? Um... Maybe he does some of that, but he does a lot of videos where he talks about like his time on Power Rangers. So he's like been milking uh, it for content. So I'm a little surprised that he didn't want to be a part of this, or maybe he did, and and for whatever reason, Netflix didn't want him. I was a little surprised to see David Yost back because um, that was kind of he, yeah, he very infamously did not have a great time on Power Rangers. Now, if you believe. There's two sides to the story. If you believe uh, most of the rest of the cast, he was quite a bit of a headache. Um, but he was struggling with some some mental health stuff, being being a young gay man in a time where um, you know that was just that was... starting to kind of be talked about in the open. Yeah. Um, and if you believe him, he was he was they didn't. His fellow castmates didn't treat him super well, which you kind of hope isn't the case. Um, but I mean, I guess they they buried the hatchet, and maybe he had more bad blood with uh, Austin than anyone else. So he was like, "I'll I'll do it if we get you know these people back." I don't know. Um, but the I think the the big. Uh, the kind of elephant, the dragons are in the room here. Um, is uh, you know, the, the it's at the Green Ranger, Marco Bite JDF. Yeah. yeah. Um, is is not on this, and you know, of course, that came as a surprise, a, a terrible surprise to us. What, couple, two, three weeks ago? Oh, it was longer than that. It was a couple months ago, I think, at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was only forty nine. I. It, it feels like it was just yeah really recently because so, it was way too fucking soon. Um, Dude wasn't even fifty. Yeah. Are you are you referencing the elephant in the room because he's not going to be in it, or the fact that they might have recast him? I guess both. Um, because he is they, in well, here. The Green Ranger's in here, which not that this matters to anything. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. So just, just strap it. Not that this really matters, but the people who are going to watch this, I think, are the same people who are going to know these things and actually care about them. So, like, first off, the command center, when was that rebuilt? Because at the end of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, it's destroyed. And they have to they have right. to move on to, to a new base of operations. So when did they rebuild that? Uh, why do the the power coins still work when the that portion of the morphing grid was Those were all destroyed 
Um, why is, you know, Adam, where's Adam? Why is Walter back and not Adam if it's Rocky and Cat back? You know, there's mismatches. But the most important one is why isn't it the White Ranger? <laughs> That was that was the evolution. That was the like uh, the change. Yeah, the green of all the power coins. I, I suppose. Look, I I acknowledge the fact that they they do these Power Rangers anniversary episodes fairly regularly, every like five years or so, and in in more than one, JDF has been back as the Green Ranger, but I feel like. You cut, you mix in seasons of the show, and and it's also the original Dinosaurs, not the uh, Ninja Zords or the Thunder Zords. Um, so like they're they're really trying to go full court press on the nostalgia factor. Um, but they don't have the. But they the didn't get. They yeah. couldn't. You can't do that. Like the the all the original pieces are no longer in existence. Now I don't know when this was filmed. It is possible um, that JDF actually is in the movie. It's also possible that they go the less honorable route and try to resurrect him digitally a la Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters after or Harold Ramis and yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife or Grand Moff Tarkin and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I maybe. So yes, it's all it's all possible. Um the tone seems the, a little more mature just to talk about some other things here or or yeah. at least a little more self-serious. Although the putty, the sets and, and green screen don't look great. Um, it appears that they have filmed their own stuff. They're not like pulling footage from a Super Sentai series, um, which is kind of interesting and would have given them the freedom to mix and match how they needed, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but. At, at the at the base of it, you're gonna try to make a 90 minute movie out of a television show that episodes were 18 minutes long. If you skip the credits, yeah. This generously, like I know we see the plot for this. Rita comes back because of time shenanigans, and they have to solve the time shenanigans. Now, yes, Jake. Wait, did you just say it's a movie? Is it not a movie? It a movie? It's a, it's a show. Oh. Okay. Does that change anything for you? It makes it worse. <laughs> I, um, it makes it so much worse. Yeah. Like this is yeah. So I guess the plot is going to now be it's going to be episodic Power Rangers, I guess. Wait, um, that or not? Because they're you know they'll do that, that inexplicable right. like. They'll do the Star Trek Picard, where it's just like, oh, I mean, it's serial now. It's a serial fiction I, now. IMDb has this listed as, as uh, TV Is it like a mini-series? I, I mean, it, it looked it looked like a movie when... And they, like, right, it, it, like they were almost it, promoting it. Looked it looked like, like a, a big movie. old two-parter. There's nothing Maybe to, a three-parter if you're really feeling Yeah, there's nothing to indicate that this is... 
like uh, anything other than a movie. Yeah, I know. I, it, nothing in the description says it. It doesn't say it's a series in the description. Um, only on Netflix, April 19th. And I mean, I wonder, I wonder if it was slated to be a movie and they had to chop it up into a show due to like maybe somebody up in high on Netflix was like, no, okay, this is weird, right? Last so second. I'm on IMDb page. It does say it's a TV yeah. series, oh, yeah, but right. it has a runtime of 55 minutes. 55. So maybe yeah. it's a cat weird categorization film where that's how IMDb identifies like a TV movie, a made for TV kind of movie. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, or or maybe this is something weird that Netflix is doing where cuz it only has one episode listed too. Yeah. It only has episode 1.1. Oh, wait, 1. if you 1, click on there's an I'm, episode 1.2. Is there episode oh, Or at least there? Oh shit. There's one if you click on the season, it has episode 1.1 1. 1 and 1.2 1. listed, but I there's no like oh, yeah. information about any of it. I feel like maybe someone miscategorized something cuz it there's a lot of stuff that doesn't seem to make any sense. Um yeah, the runtime for episode 2 is also uh 55 minutes. Yeah, that might be a double posting. It's strange. Like April 19th is not very far away. It's really weird that like there's very little information here. Yeah, um, I guess. And the cherry on top of all of this is, will it matter now that Netflix has, uh, I believe they have started to enact their, their password sharing restrictions? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's in America, if that's just in Canada. Um, but I did is, see the yeah, article. Yeah, I didn't. Because I haven't used Netflix oh. since that time. Oh, I, I, I didn't know if they did, did that yet or not. I The last time I heard was when everybody got all upset about that and it was only like a trial run thing or a terms and service like change that they were running out to select areas to see it in action. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing, yeah, they're doing it in Canada. So they're using Canada as a trial run. So... We, we will we may, we will get to see this. Well, I mean, we would have gotten to see it if we wanted to. In any case, there are ways around such measures. Yeah, it, we know our way around the morphine grid. Art. So articles are also calling it a film too. Yeah, like it. it it's got to be a movie. I'm. I'm. I gotta think someone just fucked up and put put the wrong thing down. Because that's the only thing that really seems to make sense to me. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of four rangers, but they do show a, a wide with all six. So I'm sure that's probably towards the climax. I you know I just don't know. I don't know how well if it's 55 minutes. It could be okay. That's about the length of a three-part episode. And if you did a super cut of... If you did, like, a movie cut of the Lost Galaxy finale, that would be a pretty fucking cool movie. 
All right, folks, sorry about that little technical snafu, but I'd say that's pretty much all there is to discuss for now, at least, until we get more information yeah. about once and always. Yep, just got to figure is... out what they're going to do with Tommy. <laughs> you're, gonna... tearing me, you're tearing me apart, Zordon. You're tearing me <laughs> apart. Dude, that'd be next level, though. He has the, the big shark zoid. I'm the Green Ranger. I, I am kind of. I give them credit because uh, I'm looking on IMDb through the uh, the set photos, and they brought back the Rad Bug, which uh, is is a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone will remember the Rad Bug. Oh, the car. What the fuck is that? I think it was like a time machine or something. No, it ridiculous could fly, like it that. Could, like fly. Or, like yeah, fly. That's what it did. Because um, David Yost character, the Blue Ranger, made that shit. Cause Billy. Like, yeah, Billy. Because that was his like um, thing. Was he was like smart and stuff. So unpopular so opinion. They should have. <laughs> yeah. They should have taken the actress who played Rita in the Power Rangers remake and put her in this instead of having Elizabeth the mask. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Was it? No, was it? How what do you know? Yeah. How do you know it's not her? Oh, not, not no. Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks yeah. The other Elizabeths. Yeah. yeah. I, I know you have. <laughs> I got my Elizabeths mixed up. I was like, up. you got one of those names right. <laughs> it's, it's not the whole. I said it with such confidence. <laughs> uh, that's that's the key. Like, huh? <laughs> but yeah, that'd be that'd be next level. That'd be meta as fuck um, to get her in there. That's that's for the sequel. Where they do the multiverse of Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that she was she was in I forgot that she was in Cocaine Bear. That's a that's a Power she, Rangers. She directed villain. Cocaine Bear. She directed I think. it, yeah. That's a Power Rangers villain of the week. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Get yeah, those dude. Rangers. I'm gonna catch him in a snowstorm. Whoa. And it sneezes and all of Angel Grove is covered in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the kids and they all have a very special episode about trucks. <laughs> they're they're taking this. shovels, like snow shovels, to get the cocaine out of their driveway. Man, I feel so pumped up and energized for shoveling all the snow. Rangers, this chemical substance is no substitute for good, healthy diets. <laughs> yes, yeah, sword on. So that's trailers. Easy. That's the easy. That's the roundup for um, trailers. Yeah. Yep. No As need to move now. No longer watch. Just Trey. Um. On to so the. So let's move to the follow up. Yeah. When we're gonna move through this, we're gonna schmooze. Yeah. Because uh, we got nothing to say about a lot of these. Actually, we have. We're gonna have a whole segment about the number one movie uh, for weekend eleven, covering March seventeenth through nineteenth, St. Patty's Day weekend. Um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which uh, borrowed elements from it mixed a lot of mythologies. Irish mythology, not one of them. Oh, sir. Um, thirty point one million dollar opening but, in four thousand theaters. Let me fucking tell you, this was a Robin Hood level bullseye for the timing on this shit. Um, because, like. We're gonna talk about it. This movie was uh, mid. Um, I don't foresee it having, you know, the staying power 
of uh, of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Um, so they picked the perfect time, the perfect week to have this come out. Um, because next they week, picked the perfect week. Sure, but this was not the opening they were hoping for. No. No, so that's why, like, I I'm sure they're glad to get what they did, um, because if this released it, you know, to compete with like John, once John Wick comes out, once Dungeons and Dragons comes out, yeah, they had they had a rough. I mean, that's what I was saying yeah. about like the other movie that I think we we're like talking about that came out with a, uh, um, going up against a couple other movies. Well, I think it was Creed versus, or no, sixty five. That's right, because sixty five yeah. came out the same time that Scream Six did. And 65 did fucking terrible. Um, but maybe they're hoping for that. Um, but this is not, yeah, this is not a good look for DC. Um, and maybe this is just because it's the last of the pre-gun era, I would say. Right? This is all pre-gun. The under-the-gun era. I, well, it's hard to say how much of Flash was James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, I, feel I don't like that. That should be the last one because I think that yeah that they can half heartedly yeah, tie right. it into the new whatever new that's continuity. Right. I forgot the Flash still has to come out. Um, May baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh boy. So yeah, thirty million. All four thousand theaters had it, and it did not do well. Seventy million worldwide, even. Maybe it didn't open yeah, in China. So. Um. Oh, that might actually might be a big reason why it did not open in China. Ant Man. Ant Man and and the, well, Ant Man and the Wasp also did not open in China. Was also mid, and granted in three hundred more theaters, but its opening weekend just domestic was one oh six point one. Yeah, like this. This is not not a great return for a studio that, from all reports, is pretty hard up for money right now. Hold on. Hold the phone. I'm getting a Shazam Theory of God scores China release date, continuing Beijing's reopening to Hollywood. I don't know why the magical movie about the gods opens in China, but the science movie about quantum physics uh, doesn't. Might be a a Disney relations thing. They don't want to do business with the CCP. Um, Warner Brothers does not have such. Warner Brothers cannot afford to have such moral yeah. standards. No, um, so Hollywood imports following Beijing's decision last month to lift its two-year ban on Marvel film releases. Disney's Black Panther two was given the green light to unfurl in China. Uh, unfurl, um, China on February seventh, followed by Ant Man three on February seventeenth. Uh, oh, so that did release yeah, in China. Warner's- it just. Last DC superhero title, Black Adam, never opened in China, despite the huge popularity for the star Dwayne the Johnson. Uh, the f- most popular actor in China. Yeah, the first Shazam film featuring Zachary Levi, Aaron Fortier, and worldwide total in uh, China in 2019. Um, so that did open. In, I'm trying to see if this has a. Just, can you just give me the date? No, because that's the thing you want. That's how these. That's how these things go. It's how these these articles work. Well, while Jake's figuring that out, we'll t- tell you about Scream Two, which dropped from first to second 
Uh, it opened in exactly one more theater, <laughs> which and, I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. And Scream 6 also didn't do so well. Um, it had a pretty big opening weekend. That was, um, that was- down 61%, 17.3 million. Um, but total worldwide, one hundred twenty point three million dollars. I I think that's joke, that's a success that for the Scream Two. Oh, did I say yeah. Scream Two? Scream Six. All right, it's because it moved from one to two. Place. I think I you might not have heard the six, <laughs> and I said it went from one to two. So I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong. Not great <laughs> news for Shazam. Um, the release date mirrored. The North American release date. They, it opened the seventeenth. That's why I, I glazed by it. Um, so glazed donut. It's just that bad. It's just that bad. It still it's still open just in that China, bad, kids. Uh, Enjoy it, your one week. Maybe the people just really don't like magic. Yeah, this is gonna be a a rough a rough uh, punch on the chin for um, Warner Brothers, and we're getting into spring now. So we're we're in kind of in that pre-summer movie phase, um, right. especially as we get into April. That's when you start to see more of the, the bigger the releases start. Play. But man, the box office still looks like a pretty rough place for most movies. Yeah, like even Ant Man and the Wasp, like. It made half a billion dollars, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But compared to what a movie like Ant Man and the Wasp would have made in twenty nineteen, not yeah. like not comparable. See how long it takes, you know, before it drops down below ten million for the take for the week. You know, I only the top three movies in the box office this week made over ten million. Yeah. At least domestic. I'm just, you know, I'm going to cut back to like, I don't know, January 6th. So, you know, New Year's week. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Disregard what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was, that was also a similar week. I was going to say that, but they had like Avatar in its fourth week. Yeah. Well, that's more than, you know, that's kind of my point is that like, the box office returns for these movies have been pretty poor all all last year and, and now into this year. Uh, it's kind of been under underwhelming. So I'm interested to see what the summer numbers look like because yeah. it's yeah. And the other thing, well, again, we gotta we're gonna tear through these. Um, really, we're gonna try, but uh, there are two movies that are releasing out of 10th place, like below the top 10 in the box office. And they are like, I guess it's a, a limited release, you know, the, the, doing the rollout, but, um, still like it's, you just see this block of, of no new movies this week. Um, yeah. And it's, and you're seeing stuff like Creed three and third. Yep. Creed three in third, $15.3 million bringing its, uh, total worldwide gross to 226 million dollars so that did pretty well for itself yeah um i don't know how that compares to the other two movies it's probably enough i guess it's been into a series or another movie or whatever franchise continuation michael b jordan wants to do 
because yeah, I guess if, he's if they have another idea for it, now. if he has another idea for it, um, he can get it made. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, sixty-five. Uh, Adam Driver might not be in the same bargaining position. No. Because, uh, you know, he's really the only thing that they tried to sell this movie on. But, like, to what we were talking about last week, there's been, like, almost no marketing for this movie. Sony must have had, like, no faith in it. Yeah, and this is their only, like, movie in the box office right now. Mm-hmm. I guess they just had to get something out there, and then they're really banking on across the Spider Verse to be their tentpole I mean, for the yeah, year. It's not a bad bet, but yeah, they're really pulling focus from from everything else for it. Although I guess Bullet did Bullet Train come out this year? Yeah, in January, right? No, it was last year. Uh, do, do, do. Um, Bullet Train release date. August 5th, so last summer. Okay, I, I'm i bad with time, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Sony hasn't had a whole whole lot this year. Um, I know late last year they put out Devotion, uh, which has Jonathan Majors in it, who's represented twice. Two of his movies are in the top five currently. Um, but that movie made almost no money. Um, now 65 is not making a lot of money, so they're <laughs> Sony's movie division is propped up by Spider Man, so Disney's never getting those rights back. <laughs> yeah, it's Spider Man and their, their special effects budget, um, and the spotlight in which 65 yes. finds itself. 65. Is our spotlight film this week, and uh, boy howdy, is it it getting getting a little lambasted out there? It's got a five point seven out of ten on IMDb, a thirty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a forty percent on Metacritic. With the critic, nope, I'm sorry. I clicked on the Rotten Tomatoes link for sixty five, and I got a four or four error. <laughs> <laughs> If that is not, that's not an allegory for this film. I don't know what an allegory is. Yep, four or four, not found. They don't have a page for for 65. 65 doesn't exist. Oh, Jesus. Um, But it actually does exist. And we found real people who have not only seen it, well, Maybe they haven't seen it. That happens sometimes. But theoretically, these people have seen it and have have felt strongly about it enough. Felt felt had enough passion for it in their in their hearts and their loins to uh, submit a user review on IMDb. Um, And my my first review comes from. Oh, it's just like a block of 20-something else. Or maybe their eyes, which I don't even know how you would make that noise. 20 eyes. 20 eyes. eyes. Uh, Really, really enjoyed it. 10 out of 10. Better than the last two Jurassic movies. Shots fired. Ah, dinosaurs. The creatures who used 
to live in this world before <laughs> random capitalizations just peppered throughout. It's like camel case. Every word is capitalized. He's using the title capitalization rules. The creatures who used to live in the world before, probably they actually were better than us, parentheses, humans, LMAO. Okay, let's see what this movie delivers, exclamation mark, two periods. So let's say the expectations I had was low as it isn't a blockbuster movie. And I must say, it did really exceed that low expectations. The story is simple and just a use of plot, I must say, but it, it's still interesting. The dinosaurs who were shown had, like, messy CGI. Well, okay, I may speak. The action is surely great, and the cinematography is almost on the par perfect. Uh, the sound design and music was decent and the later dinosaur escape scene is better than i could expect in the end 65 is different type of try in the era where dinosaur movies are almost no existence has almost has no existence so i may say you should give it a small try that was the 54 out of 105 found that helpful Man, I, I I like when these reviews are like workouts. Dude, that was that was hard. Like that, I I pre-read the first paragraph, but I was not expecting the sentence structure to devolve in the manner that it did. It's like the House of Leaves chapter. So Fucking... I I gotta say, for the one out of tens, they came out to play. They really came out to play, which means that there's a lot of people who are actually giving this a legitimate one out of ten. So it might be a really bad movie, just saying. And some of these reviews, as I'm reading, I'm getting more and more confused about the plot of the movie. So it's <laughs> a good sign. I'm also interested in actually going to see this movie now. Um, one out of ten, Niscobi93 says, boring, boring, and boring. I knew to keep my expectations low for this film. But damn, was that bad. I really wanted this to be good, or at least okay. The trailer looked decent, but it was just false advertising. The story has no structure, as we just go from scene to scene with no thought in how things we were put together. The editing was atrocious, the cinematography was terrible, and the lighting was, was trash. But it was on par perfect. <laughs> Though, to be honest, that could be due to the projector in the auditorium I was in. Hmm. <laughs> Poor writing, terrible dialogue, bad CGI, and the performances were just okay. Not even Adam Driver could save this film. A surprising amount of people showed up for tonight's showing, but I'm sure they also uh, they are also wishing they did not watch this atrocity. I highly recommend skipping out on this film. Oh, and if sorry. you are on, if you are an Adam Driver fan, and you somehow, for some reason, must watch this, then wait to rent it, or when it undoubtedly hits a streaming service. Well, I'd say sixty-five ruined my night, but I still have Scream Six coming up in my double feature. So here's hoping Scream can save the night. IMDb one out of ten. Letterboxed. One out of five watched in theaters. Ten out of nineteen found this helpful. 
A feeder that shows a double feature? That's a, that's the most interesting part of that review. Yeah, I wonder if it's a uh, drive-in, but no, it was in spoiler. theaters. No, spoiler. I would assume in theaters. Yeah. Scream 6 won't okay. save you. Yeah. yeah. Boring, boring, boring. Well, that one was reviewed pretty yeah, well. It was pretty good. Yeah, they, um, I mean, the reviews are pretty good. Like, some of these titles, Days of Our Lives with Dinosaurs. Well, no, I was, I was talking about Scream 6 oh, received sorry. a positive critical oh, reception yeah. but yeah some of these reviews are actually good none of the ones i'm gonna read are good yeah just throwing that um, out there you got all yeah. the bots <laughs> yeah i did get the worse. bots um bots with emojis in this next one i've got a special one we haven't done this in a while is it um, ferguson six no it is not um this is Damn. something we haven't we've done even less of a while from F- is it the andrew jackson coffee pasta nope. No, it's not. Aww. It's not that exciting. I'm sorry, boys. Okay. Um, from Atravena, uh, forty four two thousand twenty two. It's four out of ten. Now, if this is an audience participation one, even though we won't have video for this, I'm gonna. Yeah, the video got borked. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna point to you guys, and when I point to you guys, I need you to say the word predictable. Okay. Okay. We're going to practice with the title of this 4 out of 10 review. Nothing much new at all. Predictable. Predictable. Beautiful. Let's go. As soon as the landing in Dinosaur Land began, it got boring and predictable. Predictable. (laughs) That that one wasn't in parentheses. He'll he'll bring it up later. Don't worry. Watch for the cues. Um, (laughs) I was disappointed that I was able to predict what was going to happen next because there was little story originality. Once the character's crash lands, he finds he has to get from A to B. Predictable. Predictable. He finds another person, a young girl, to banter with. Predictable. Predictable. They have some run-ins with dinosaurs and kill them before being killed. Predictable. Predictable. The dinosaurs, even ones in packs, will die to the very last one. Even though animals will figure out their fellow pack members are dying, they don't scurry but still attack. Predictable. Predictable. The dinosaurs will suffer horrific wounds, but still attack until dead, no matter what. Predictable. Predictable. The ending was slightly unusual. I won't spoil it, but was shown. But with what? But with was shown going. <laughs> but with was shown to going to happen half hour before the movie finished. Predictable. Predictable. <laughs> The movie really did not offer much at all that isn't already in the Jurassic movie. You might as well watch reruns of them. At least they have some better storyline. I gave this movie a 4 out of 10, but I'm thinking I might be a bit generous by risking being too harsh. 0 out of 1 found that helpful. Thank you. Thank you for joining in. And that, my friends, is the most predictable part of all. (laughs) Predictable. Predictable. Uh, from Gabe the Dinosaur, which is a name that I'm certain I've heard quite a few times before. That seems that seems right. Oh, did I? Yes, I did. I read his Cocaine Bear review a couple weeks ago. Okay. That makes sense. Um, best dinosaur movie ever made. Warning spoilers. I absolutely loved it. The story taking place on prehistoric Earth, Earth emoji, was so breathtaking. 
the dinosaurs looked so amazing. Adam Driver was the best part of the movie. He was no different other people from Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, or Peter Jackson's King Kong 2005. But his character was by far so well-trained, but the dinosaurs were more exciting, terrifying, big, and mean, and uh, very scary 65 million years ago. The Rexes were the best part of the movie, even though I said that <laughs> was the best part of the movie. The Raptors and pro comp had a great part in the movie. But I wish I saw the herbivores, the new dinosaurs that ch- the new dinosaur that chased Adam's character, Adam's uh, plural, not possessive character was something I never saw before. Whatever kind of dinosaur it was, I bet paleontologists will tell me on the DVD or 4K. The ending with the asteroid hitting the Earth made me feel sad for the dinosaurs. But mammals to mammoths before humans continued to evolve. And think back in all the time when dinosaurs rode America. Except <laughs> found that helpful. Spoiler! <laughs> that, that came out of left field. <laughs> and dinosaurs um, rode America. It's literally, like, it's its own paragraph. There's one line at the bottom. And think back in all to a time when dinosaurs rode America. <laughs> Question mark? One out of ten. Um, my job's to entertain you. I could have picked a dozen really well thought, well written one out of tens from professional editors and professional I'm professional curate these for us. So grammatically correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one that I think fits our normal one out of ten criteria. Pitch black meets after earth meets a good dino. David Spore. Warning. Spoilers. What a lame copycat story. Whoever wrote this should never write again. That's kind of meta. Because whoever wrote this should never write again. Um, <laughs> this movie copied Pitch Black with a ship going through an asteroid field. But everyone dies except two people who speak a different language. And have to do a travel log over Dino Earth before the meteor that ends the Dino Age. Don't waste your money. If someone pays you to go see it, don't waste your time. Visually, it's very nice. CGI of the dinos, bugs, landscape, and meteor are all stunning. That's about the only redeeming part. I guess it's a good father-daughter if you're good with the daughter dying and you get a new one because her mom and dad are now dead. But technically, they don't really communicate since they speak a different language. And the translator is broken on the working ship. Dot, dot, dot. This is a stupid movie. <laughs> Five out of seventeen found that helpful. <laughs> I found it really helpful because it was a kind of a journey. You kind of realize he's like he's like is this we really kinda, a it's really a one out of ten on a, on a journey here. It's like it's like he's like the CGI is actually not that bad and you know it's kind of a nice story but like oh Could the fucking the translator nah. was broken on the ship this stupid movie. Um, before I do my review, um, I now realize after reading these reviews that 
Um, I don't know if Capcom is or, uh, how what their relationship with Sony is, um, but this should have been the movie adaptation of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. That's that's my feeling. Um, I don't think their relationship's acrimonious. Well, actually, I think it's pretty good now. I think Sony pretty much owns Capcom now. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would help. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is we need a Cadillacs and Dinosaurs movie. Um, I feel like the environment is right for this, to bring that to the big screen. Um, but nevertheless, we'll finish up with here from uh, with our last 5 out of 10 review from Felix is a Jerk. <laughs> Uh, five out of ten, and this title I think really summarizes the uh, everything that people feel about this movie. Uh, five out of ten. What should have been Adam Driver's Turok is actually Adam Driver's After Earth. <laughs> it it seriously felt like there is an hour of this movie cut out. I mean, I'm glad it's only ninety three minutes, but things move so fast that it feels inorganic. We spend so little time with Adam Driver before he's zooming off into space and we are somehow expected to care. Uh, the fact this came from the team that wrote the Quiet Place movies makes this hurt even more. Those movies take their time, and we grow to deeply empathize with the family. In 65, the first three minutes set up the whole movie. I don't, I don't want to beat this movie up too much. It's basically what I expected from the trailer. Adam Driver is a good grunter, and this movie has lots of grunting. I wish he was, I wish he was on the planet alone, and this could have taken a more castaway vibe, but what we got is what we got. Uh, it's cheesy. It's goofy. It's thin. It's slow season at the movies. What should have been Adam Driver's Turok is actually Adam Driver's After Earth. Six out of 12. Found that helpful. Wah, wah, wah. He's a, oh, he's that's 65. Yeah, he's the best grunter, eh? It's movie. <laughs> Put some respect on that grunt. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that one in the codex. <laughs> Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, finds itself grunting into fifth, $4.2 million, down 40.9%. It's week five. We're at the push week. Yeah, this is the optimists, uh, the optimists, uh, I want to say foreclosure, but that's not forecast. Um, um, do I have my, let me see if I can pull up Disney Plus on my TV in the basement to see if it's on there yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, while he's doing that, yeah, so it's it's in fifth, uh, five weeks, so it's it's going down at the at the correct pace. Um, in sixth, right behind it, Cocaine Bear, uh, with the uh, this week, the DDD made uh, fifty nine or five uh, five and a half. No, wait, where was it? <laughs> Three point nine million. Uh, <laughs> round up to four million. Um, for a total of <laughs> 76.6 million. Um, so that's cool. Good good for that that movie. Um, behind it, staying in seventh, Jesus Revolution, with 3.48 million for a total of... It all revolves around Jesus. For, and no international box office. I wonder why. Uh, for total, <laughs> worldwide total forty six point seven million. Um, right after that, champions hanging out in the back half. Um, nine, nine more theaters. You know, some 
whatever <laughs> moved out to, to make room oh. for that one. Um, it's got it in here. So uh, $3.1 million this week for a worldwide total of $13 million. Nice little little sum there for a little movie. Um, okay. And then a not-so-little movie in ninth place. It's it's closing in. Um, Avatar Way it, of Water. It did pass $2.3 billion this week. Yep. Big time, 14 weeks in. Um, oh and hot on its tails as it has been for the whole box office, closing out our top 10, is uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, still making uh, making a little bit, making a little which bit is crazy because it's, it's available for free on Peacock. Yeah, and I I actually watched that. What'd um, you think? Yeah, I'd... right. Fucking right? really good movie. Really, really kinda, good movie. Kind of slaps. It it kind of kind of does slap. Um, I'll I'll give it a watch eventually. Dude, ki- these kids' movies have have no right to just kind of like be thrown out. These mature ass themes and like have good ass writing and like likable mm. characters like even the villain was like enjoyable to watch oh you know, big jack horner is a fucking I, treat i 100 percent expected like like but even both of them even if you count like the wolf villain like fucking mm. awesome showdowns all the time awesome and i knew nothing about puss and boots going into this shit i didn't see the first one i don't think so i don't know who the fuck kitty saw paws is yeah. and i wanted them to like Get married and have little kittens, dude. <laughs> have weird little dog baby. Kind of, kind of cried. So like, cat dog. Maybe, maybe, shed, maybe shed a little tear. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, go go watch. Enjoy John Mulaney's comedic stylings as the worst human being possible. Um, yeah, he's so good. Uh, he's really good. Side note. So that that close up the follow up with a shout out to in eleventh. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. Somehow, I guess this was continuously in some theaters for the whole year. This is this marks fifty-two weeks of the movie with its one year in theaters. Congratulations! Yep, currently, I think it's riding like the the resurgence or like the the re-release. Um, yeah, it's it's in a bunch more theaters because they they typically do this for the award winners. They release them back in the theaters. <clears throat> after they receive their reward, but also might be like Michelle Yeoh Appreciation Month because they there's also a re-release of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in theaters right now. They're milking that huh. algorithm, boys. 2023 re-release uh, and only 57 theaters, but it brought in uh, $14,000, so. Pretty cool. Um, so that is, that is the follow-up. We have followed up. And now yep. we unceremoniously move on to video gaming news. Um, there's a yes. there's a lot of gaming news out, which I was kind of surprised to see. <laughs> um, Kurt, any you'd like to share? If you're if you're making a face at me, I don't know why, but uh, I I know the camera's frozen. I'm working on. Oh, it. okay, all right. I didn't know it was just me. I thought it was I thought it was mine. Okay, it cool. Is, it is me as well. But yeah, no, you it, know our viewers w- don't even worry about it. So it wasn't it wasn't until like yesterday that like everything came out like a lot of stuff came out. So first we'll get to the the fucking brass tacks of it. Counter Strike Two came out with some gameplay on mm-hmm. their new engine um, with some new maps or some updated maps. Uh, they look fucking sexy apparently uh, to Counter Strike players. I'm not a Counter Strike player. 
I don't give two titties about this game, but there is a massive following. Enough mm-hmm. to where Riot Games copied the like the game and made Valorant. And Valorant <laughs> is fucking blowing up by itself. You know, because all the Counter Strike players moved over to play Valorant. Um and now Counter Strike two is coming out and Valorant is gonna die in the water. Uh, a very gruesome death, I can only imagine. Uh, because this game's going to come out. It's going to pop off. Uh, the big thing that everybody's talking about is the smoke grenades, which is a big part of Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. And it has volumetric um, graphics or volumetric uh, something where it's a physical yep. object. The smoke is a physical object that can be moved around. It can volumetric be fog. Yeah, it can it can be uh, moved around with bullets. It can it dissipates and comes back with a grenade. Um, it, yeah, volumetric fog is something that's been in games recently. I remember it being like the thing you turned off first in Borderlands Three to get your frame rate yeah. <laughs> that, in decent shape. And that was one of the one of the instant reactions to that. Well, two reactions was, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like gameplay wise, because it. You can use it as a tactical advantage by following up with a grenade, dissipating it, and getting like, like shots at anything. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that it's gonna eat at people's FPS unless this game is really well optimized, which it might be. Um, but eh, I'd like seen. to think that this being like a premier co- competitive kind of uh, uh, product that they would. So here's the thing things. about Counter Strike. Anyone who's serious about Counter-Strike plays it at 1080p low settings to get as yeah. many FPS as possible. So I'm pretty sure the bottom setting of Volumetric Thog is going to be off. Yeah. Um, it's like when you play... Yeah, it's like any of these shooters where you turn the you turn the settings down to minimum and it cuts all like the bushes and shit out. And all so, of a sudden but... you can see people behind cover. Yeah, but so how does that work, though, if like... If, if you're throwing a smoke grenade and you have volumetric fog off... Well, they'll probably enforce it as a minimum, honestly, if they really want it, this to be a, a feature of the gameplay. Yeah, because it, it's a it's a, a game-breaking thing that, like, it's a, it's an element of the game. It's like, it's like adding, um, like, increased accuracy to a gun because you're essentially giving a cover, like... Uh, the option to be moved temporarily by either opponent. Um, your, your your enemy can move it and you can move it. Um, when you shoot through it, it opens up a little thing um, so you can see through it. Um, and there's going to be tactical advantages around it. So we saw that. We saw some... Um, uh, we they, had, they opened up the beta like right away to a bunch of people. Um, they got the keys. It looks really good, obviously. Everybody's fangirling about that. Everything from Counter Strike One can be moved over, which is really important because a lot of people have a lot of shit from like the loot crates and everything, um, and the maps. Like Counter Strike One or CS:GO. Uh, CS:GO was the last one, right? So. Well, Counter Strike One is a mod of Half Life. Oh. Um. I think CS:GO. CS: Global Offensive is kind of like a modernization of that yeah so everything can be moved over i think um all your your you know loot crate knives that you get and 
custom all your skins that you paid that you yeah. paid into scam loot boxes for. So the other thing, um, kind of on the the basis of like having a kind of demo thing that opened up was Fortnite's Creator 2.0, which I started seeing on TikTok and was very confused about what the <laughs> fuck this was because it looked really good. And it was like people were playing as Master Chief saying it was Fortnite and it looked like fucking Rust, like out of a it's, COD map. So, it's almost as if Fortnite isn't a terrible game. It's just meme dunk as kids play it. Well, that I mean, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of like the, the the mechanics of like the actual battle royale. And yeah, the building is oftentimes like stated to be the one of the killer um, things for the the game. And it's annoying when you shoot somebody and they turn into a house. Um, and there, I mean, it got to the point where the community complained so much that they actually made a, a no building game mode and then i think that became more popular than the actual building game mode. yeah probably if yeah. enough people so uh well fortnite's kind of weird because it was uh yeah. it was originally not at all what it's become oh, like it's been kind of like retrofitted Kind of Something, yeah, I well, think so. I think it was like, it was like a, a a tower defense kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was a it was a tower defense where you build your fort, you build your like fort and defend from zombies. In the and night. Creator 2.0 is a return to form in a certain way, where it's like a forge but on fucking steroids. Um, and it is, I mean, they they did forge but better than than Halo and Microsoft ever did. Um, you can make your own map. Um, people have already made like the the maps um, or the the locations of episode one of Attack on Titan, and they made all the buildings from scratch. The people made Rust uh, from Call of Duty. They made and when I'm saying these maps and all these different game modes, you can actually choose your own game mode. I was gonna say, are they it. also so played like battle royales? Or? You, if you want it to be domination, you can be domination. If you want it to be capture the flag, you can have it be capture the flag in this customized selection. And the graphics look really, really good. Um, all the environment is like interactive, uh, just like how Fortnite is normally. So you can, if you want to break down that house, you can break down that house. But it's a little bit more realistic. Um, and this is all on the Unreal Engine 5.2, I believe. Yeah, I saw that like a trailer for that recently. Unreal Unreal 5.2 is is big. Like yeah, Unreal 5.1 had some really game changing shit in it, and I haven't read like the the patch notes for 5.2, but they're already on to the next version. That means they've squashed some of the bugs. They've added some more features. And I think if you're giving, I've seen what Unreal 5 can do, like the kind of worlds it creates. If you're giving even a watered down version of that tool set to the general public, you're going to see some pretty cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, um, it, it's pretty amazing what, what people are doing with it. And um, I mean, hats off to Fortnite. Uh, you know, there's a reason why it's been around for so long. And I think, a part of the reason is its adaptivity um, and the constant changing nature of it. It's keeping it fresh. People are enjoying it, and it's not... I wouldn't say it's as predatory as other games. It's like just on the cusp of like being like 
predatory wink wink but like hey some people aren't gonna care um Mm-hmm. And shit, yeah, so, it just it just looks really, really good. I, I I recommend everybody going out and checking out some of that gameplay and different um like uh it just seems like it's a big like presentation of like what it can do on like really good computers. I I have no idea how this is gonna affect performance if this is something where you have to have the top line computer for, um, and it might be. And if that's the case, then okay. Then we're like five years away from it to becoming like feasible. You'll probably need a little bit more than like the minimum requirements for Fortnite as it stands now. But my understanding is that they did a graphics update, an engine update to base game, and that kind of raised performance requirements. So maybe it's similar to that. I don't know. Mm. I don't think you'll need like a top of the line PC. I think if you have like a a fairly recent uh, mid-tier graphics card and up, you should be okay. I don't know how CPU-driven Unreal Engine 5 is. Um, touching back on Counter-Strike for a quick second, I just I went back and I, I d- dug into it. Uh, Counter-Strike 2 is actually the fourth Counter-Strike game that's been officially released by Valve. Um, you had the original Counter-Strike released in 2000, as uh, Half-Life Counter-Strike, which is the official release of the mod, um, commonly known as Counter-Strike 1.6. Then in 2004, you had the Valve and Turtle Rock, who uh, will go on and make Left 4 Dead with Valve, Mm. um, co-developed game uh, Counter-Strike Source, which was just a a source port of the original Counter-Strike, and then CSGO, and now (laughs) Counter-Strike 2. I see. Okay. Quite the quite the history. I know all the all the CS nerds already they fucking knew all of this. But um it's new to me. It's new to me. I just find it funny when it's like the fourth game, but they're calling it Counter Strike Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh that makes all I sense. could see the argument of it being Counter Strike Three because if you want to say Counter Strike Source isn't a sequel, I'll buy mm-hmm. that. But CSGO is definitely a sequel, and then this is the sequel to that. It's like how Resident Evil like 8 is like the, the 12th game in the series. Yeah. Yeah, because like Code Veronica adds to adds a game in there. Nemesis. Yeah. Well, is it Nemesis? Maybe that's 3. But I Nemesis know is the subtitle for Resident Evil 3, I yeah. think. But there, I mean, there are a bunch of, of uh, other games. Between- yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm no doubt about that. No doubt. Just like there's no doubt um, that the next playground is a is a console. Um, you know, from the from the beautiful and regal legacy of the Ouya um, comes the next tiny box with a with a controller that's that has all its games packed right in it. Um, there, they just announced that they have a they have a motion wand as their controller. Um, and yeah, tell us tell us about this device. Yeah, so it's a little square box with a camera on it, and like maybe like a souped up Raspberry Pi going around in there. Um, <laughs> it's got a you know, it's got probably some some uh, solid. It's got so it's got a motion capture camera for your Connect style games, and a little wand for your for your Wii style games. 
um, and all of all of the games that it's advertising are all ones that the company has developed for their own um, console. Interesting. And like the Peppa Pig uh, tie-in. Um, this it's advertised mostly for family, which to me says um, the mom who doesn't want to get their kid violent video games. Like, yeah. Let's, we'll get the next playground. It doesn't have the War of Gods on it. I think you can't Ragnarok. I think this um, device uh, has maybe some merit. Um, I think it it's at least a little more ambitious than the uh, Jack Pacific plug and play console type things. Yeah, um, a lot of it's going to depend on how well the controls work. The um, um yes, that'll be the key. Um, just looking at the thing, this feels like this was just spawned from the deep AI. They just typed in like, "Here, Squarespace, make a console for me," and they spat <laughs> this shit out. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be. It'll have. Well, I don't know. I really don't know what the how good the games it has will be. So I'm going down to the the box here. Uh, so this is. I know you kind of said it half jokingly, but this really is basically the same fucking scam that the Ouya was running. Yeah, where it's um, all the games these games needed. already exist. Uh, this is just a box running Android um, with a camera built into it. So it's a next 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 AI powered motion engine ARM Cortex processor, which doesn't make any fucking sense. That's just marketing. ARM is a standard instruction set for like mobile cpus yeah. cortex i think there's a brand there um so i don't know if it's their own custom designed soc or not but um that's interesting a series now it says a series processor android os <laughs> like it does have hdmi 2.1 though which is uh a feature that <laughs> um some some modern graphics cards don't have <laughs> that'll be um, you know that's the blast processing because you really you i'm sure the next playground is really going to need all that 2.1 bandwidth it's really going to push that 4k 120 yeah. fps hdr signal <laughs> like i'm watching the gameplay of the games they included and like some of them are just like eye toy games it it does feel like I don't know if it's going to be more Connect or more iToy because it feels a lot more iToy. I think this might actually be a scam. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel if I put my information and give my money to this Kickstarter campaign because this is only available for pre-order right now and they don't tell you how much it costs. Only... They'll tell you in only, June. They'll tell you what date that, it'll pre-order it in June. Oh, only if you sign up now, you'll access the launch day deal and save 25%. So you can join the wait list to get the pre-order date. Like, they're going to announce the date you can pre-order it in June. Maybe they'll announce the price then. Or maybe they'll announce the price when it's available for pre-order. Ooh, okay. Yeah, this... 
they're they're playing all the angles here. So it comes with thirty whole games, which I guess is is a pretty sizable library just on a number for for launch. But Playground will also be launching with the subscription we call Active Pass. It gives you unlimited access to all the games and a movement tracker that helps keep your whole crew active. Great. Let me... If I just Google Next Software. Next Software. All right, I do get a result. Next Soft Systems. So I guess they're part of a larger technology conglomerate. Uh, They're a software development company located in India, USA? Okay. Okay, so I th- I guess they have headquarters in both India and the U.S. Because they here's here's some of the services that Next Corporate offers: uh, offshore development. Want to scale up your business and boost your revenue? Revenue? Hire experienced professionals from the in-house team of Next Softsys, a leading software comp- software outsourcing company. Uh, software outsourcing, big data development, QA and testing services, cloud and DevOps, application development, Internet of Things, mobility solutions. So they build, they build like software suites for mm-hmm. companies, and they they judging from so, the staff photo here, they are they are most certainly located in India. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm looking at some of the games that they have listed here as their launch library. Are mobile games already developed by Next that they port? Yeah, I think that's the like that's kind of like why this is such an Ouya level like sleaze. Like these games already exist; they're just making a box with, I guess, hardware to play them optimally, or yeah, or or to like at least give you the full featured experience. Yeah, for however much it's- that's worth. Um, my recommendation, I promise you, just go get a, get a big console for your family, get a mainstream console. I promise you, it won't bite. You can get family friendly games for it. They also have motion peripherals and I'm sure that they're going to work better than, than this. A thousand percent. Like Um, even in the glamour shots, the controller looks super fucking cheap and jank. So I I forgot about my one extra piece of gaming news and um I just got reminded and I'm and now I'm like on pins and needles. Okay. All right. This is not a scam, guys. You can open this website. Don't worry. Um, so it is it is tax season. Um, and there was a game that was posted to Steam called uh, Tax Heaven Three Thousand. Um. Produced by a small, and you might get it right away, a small company um, from Mischief Gaming Studios. Um, and Mischief is known for their viral um, drops, their viral uh, marketing gimmicks. This is a dating simulator designed to help you do taxes. Now, I have to preface it with... Um, it was on Steam, and now it got pulled from Steam because people were really uneasy for whatever reason about putting their social security number into a, a, a game, a dating sim. Um, 
and that was my first thought too. Uh, but it is a uh, minor detail. <laughs> I guess I will. The, the the long and short of it is it's a, a good play on um, the the uh, the bullshit that comes every tax season and how lobbyists uh, that work for TurboTax and other tax prep softwares uh, have lobbied against making taxes harder, forcing you to get a tax company and give them money to do your taxes, which is like, it's my fucking money and the government already knows how much I owe. Why do I have to do this? Uh, it's all, it's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it. What I want to get into is this fucking dating sim that they made. Can we talk about this website? And, I okay. love I love any website that has a a search bar tab for manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's solid. So the the website and I found the website on on the, on a Twitter link when they pulled it there was a, an article about them pulling it and there was also I guess somewhere a link to this um website of theirs it's fucking hysterical so it goes there's through all an the, x-rated patch there is an x-rated patch which i pulled it up and it's just a fucking text document of uh, can i can i read the manifesto you can read the man yeah read the manifesto <laughs> hi there iris here it's always been a dream of mine to meet that someone special ellipses and file their tax return. Join me, and we'll search for deductions while searching for love. But be careful, we're not alone. Corporate tax filing services like TurboTax are, parenthetical, by dint of extensive lobbying, predatory, parasitic bottlenecks that deliberately complicate the tax filing process in order to make it unnavigable unnavigable by ordinary people they feed us their position They're so poison. that we buy their medicine yeah. uh, poison so that we find buy their medicine most wealthy countries make tax filing free if the burden to prepare of uh, preparation is even passed along to individuals at all TurboTax actively seeks to backdoor the regulatory structure that could otherwise seek to rein it in. And it works. The villainous corporations that control the government. Ah, da, da, da. Soviet <laughs> national anthem swells up in the background. Villainous corporations that control the government from the shadows is a sadly mundane reality and the most boring industry imaginable. TurboTax, per its own internal documents, is built on the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that ordinary people have about their taxes. Against this, we pit free software instead of... Against this, we pit free software instead built on parasocial desire for intimacy and benign horniness. If TurboTax is dark UI, TH3K is pink UI. I don't understand that reference. The nightcore of tax software. <laughs> Video games are, at the end of the day, pieces of software ontologically akin to Microsoft Word. All of TurboTax's cutesy loading animations are fake graphics. TH3K simply makes the fiction the point. For some reason, the game-to-real-life interface has tended to remain in the purview of corporate metaverse fictions. TH3K is a dongle that adapts from the visual novel to the IRS. Come on, let's get started. I can already tell I'm going to like you. Heart emoji. And remember, uh, struck, struck and through, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Uh, if you file taxes in the game, you file your taxes in real life. It's 
powerful. That's, um, it's, this is hilarious. This is, I, this is deeper than I thought it went. I thought it was just a game that was posted. I didn't realize before now that there was a fucking website so designed around it. So it's actual tech software. Um, note, there's the collector's edition, which comes with the limited edition body pillow. One. Yes. And, uh, coming two, soon. Coming soon, yep. Um, I do have to note, this This reminds me of my, my TurboTax story. Um, one of the most, one of the more predatory features they had this year was the race mode. The worst, I, the, again, the most predatory addition to doing your taxes, they put a little bar at the top and they say, how fast can you do your taxes? Don't, don't think about it. Don't go over it carefully with details. Go through it as fast as possible. What will we give you? Like a little achievement thing. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know what the fuck that is. And TurboTax, as much as I use them, I get a discount them. That's why I fucking use them. I hate them so much with a burning passion. They will charge you. This is this boils my fucking blood, and it is hidden in like the disclaimer. They will charge you like forty bucks to take the fee of TurboTax and just pull it out of your tax yeah. return. They're like, hey, if you're getting this money back, we'll just subtract it from your return that you get back and you won't have to pay us anything right now. That makes sense, right? But it's 40 more dollars to do that. Yeah, and and while you're racing through because of race mode, after every step they'll throw in can we upgrade your tax product to like this oh my mega God. max super boner? Don't pill add version? max. Oh, add Premier. Oh, you can talk to a certified CPA right right now. Right my now. mom I'm does my taxes. I'm filing my fucking bog standard uh, W two. My mom used to work for H and R Block. She does yeah. my taxes. I, and I probably could <laughs> do them myself. I've done them before when I was young. I just. Well, your tax return, I'm sure, was a lot simpler when you were young than it is now. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's kind of the base. It's kind of simple still. I itemized for the first time this year. Yeah. (laughs) Big boy tax. That's the power move taxes. That's min-maxing right there. You got your build going. And I still got $19 back from the federal government. (laughs) It's okay. That means my withholdings are correct. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You actually don't want a big tax return because what essentially you've done is given the government an interest-free loan, a courtesy they will never extend to you. <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about yeah. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. An interest-free loan. Uh, talk about interest-free loans. This movie I, was an interest-free loan. Yeah. My eyeballs. I had. Yeah, Jake. As Jake was going to say it before, I stole his joke timing. Uh, I had no interest in this movie. Yeah, I wanted to like this movie. And I'd say getting on to about halfway through it, I was enjoying the movie. I kind of had the thought in my head, hmm, I might end up enjoying this movie a lot more than, than Peter did, which is always an interesting turn of events. But um, as the movie wore on... It wore uh, on. Some of the strong elements that I enjoyed in the beginning of the movie kind of took a back seat, and the pacing got really wild in the the third act. 
and uh, they kind of jumped the shark a little bit, I think. Like, they, Shazam kind of established itself as being a lot less self-serious and kind of silly, but I think they went a little too far in a few places. <laughs> the wizard's a, he's a funnier character than we've ever had before. If we can get him The more- wizard... Yeah, like the, the, the completely different character uh, that the wizard is in this movie is kind of jarring. No. And a, uh, the Jar Jar joke. I don't know who the equivalent of Jar Jar in this movie is. Um, but yeah, no, the wizard definitely different, different kind of vibe. Um, yes, the movie to me felt like every TV trope that you could fit into a two hour runtime for a movie. Um, and it missed, it, it lacked, like Kurt said, it lacked kind of the the thing that made the original Shazam stand out, which was this kind of irreverent take on, like, what if a little kid had superhero powers? Like, mm-hmm. or what if, like, a preteen had superhero powers? He'd just kind of fuck around with them. Um, and that was a big chunk of that part of Shazam, and it was learning to... Um, grow into those powers and we even said i think during that review like it's going to be tough to write a sequel for this because you've done a lot of what you can do with that idea in the first movie and yeah it was and also with like at the end of the first movie making the super family i remember very specifically a critique i had of that being it's going to be hard when you do a sequel to have stuff to do for all those characters. And in this movie, they really struggled to find stuff to do with those characters. And I think that's why they kind of added in a lot of the stuff that made that third act kind of drag, or at at the very least break the pacing. Yeah. Uh, But they all kind of did the same thing though at the end. Um, the the other thing was um you know and this might be nitpicky but like you know you you have a few years three four years uh 2019 so you have like four years between the debut of shazam where you know that kid was 16 yeah the kids got playing like too a 14 old real year quick. old and that that was okay and now he's 20 playing an 18 year old he's still this isn't that even 18 year old he's he's an adult um, so it kind of takes away that, um, and you have the entirety of the movie almost like him trying to be more adult than everybody else. I mean, like the whole like Shazam Cave scene was like him being like, "Hey guys, we have to like Shazam we have to like cave. be mature." Uh, yeah, whatever the well, what rock, of the of rock of eternity. Um, so he's he's being the adult there, which is like antithetical to like what Shazam's character is about. Yeah, like. And also the fact that the um, the kid actors, except for like Freddy's character, um, whoever Freddy's actor was, um, he gets a lot of time in this movie. But the other kid virgins don't, because yeah. you know a lot of the Shazam time is Zachary Zach Levi doing his Zach Levi thing. Well, they I feel like they had a, a similar sized role to what they had in the first movie, maybe a little smaller. Because they didn't do a ton. Like the first movie, they they really focused on Billy and Freddy and and their relationship and the stuff they were doing. And that's still, I would say, the primary focus 
uh, at least with the kids here. But to, to Jake's point, like the the kids are fucking grown now. Like they're not I mean, really kids. Well, it's a, it's a plot point of this movie is that he's aging out of the the foster care and his sister already did, um, and she's trying to like go away to college and there's the family's like growing apart, which is okay. That's that's a good premise for a movie, but but it's a good premise for a movie. Is it the greatest premise for Shazam? I don't I don't know the whole thing about Shazam is that he's kind of like a, a kid in a superhero body. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I so now you got me thinking about I, other better like you know you got me fan crafting about plots for this movie. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I mean, well, I this is a subplot. A, I don't think but... I'm a major fan of Shazam to begin with. Shazam was good for like a one-off movie, and then I think he's really belongs like a side character for like the rest of it. But they're really trying to force shazam as like this focal point of the dceu and and are I'm, they i'm not well they're they're already i mean to get not to get spoilers but the end credit scene is setting up another movie which was the same fucking end in, credit in scene which of, he's gonna be like you said a side character well there did you see the two post credit scenes i saw them yeah i saw them both yeah um, yeah so the, the, the second the, the second end, one was kind of like post- a fucking joke one though. The second one was like him joining up with like Waller's group, which is like okay, well he's gonna like tie into there, so maybe they're the Fury uh, gaining the heroes, uh, which that I I'm fine with that that aspect I'm fine with, but they're setting it up for like a Shazam three with the second post credit scene, which they're really trying to push that fucking caterpillar thing. I guess still, yeah. And I'm like, really? We're still on this? And I'm like, they even fucking. I mean, that's the joke of the scene is that it's taking so fucking long for this plot to develop. Yeah, uh, it's a I meta kinda, joke. It's like, I I guess I didn't interpret that as a serious threat for another Shazam movie. I it that character is like a major villain, I guess, to Shazam. Which is, like, that's not the final thing. I, I guess there's more to it. I don't want to get into it. But that's eventually going to be a villain to Shazam, which I keep my... If I roll my eyes too much, they're going to fall out of my fucking head. But the real Shazam villain is Black Adam, and we're never going to get that right, due to like, the Rock doesn't Dwayne want to The Rock Johnson's with. fucking dumb monkey brain of his. <laughs> because he thinks he's the hotter shot. And I, for Christ's sake, I hope that James Gunn just whips out his big, thick, long, veiny cock and slaps him upside the head and knocks some sense into him and be like, oh, you're not Superman. You're not like the pinnacle. You're not the Iron Man of this of this DC universe. You're not it. You're not the guy. You're not the you're main not character, guy. dude. You're not that You're not that guy. <laughs> you are a villain to Shazam. We want to put you up against Zachary Levi. That's it. It's all I want in a movie. And if that's what we got in this one, fucking amen. Hallelujah. Send him to church. But it's not what we got. Instead, we got fucking discount wizards poses gods with powers. Doing the wizard stuff. Against a CGI dragon that was, you know, beaten pretty easily, I guess, towards the end. It's like, 
Oh, he, he hit I, it with the classic Mike Tyson right hook, right uppercut combo. Yeah, that's yeah. a proven that's a proven strategy. Um, <laughs> do that an hour earlier, though. <laughs> well, I'm still not certain how the dragon even got into the real world. Let's like, whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa! Let's do spoilers. Those doors don't. <laughs> Let's do quick spoil final thoughts. Super mid. If you watch the first uh, one, this one is not. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll yeah, learn. Super, super mid. You'll pick it's up. It's skippable. This is like like the second Thor movie, right? Where no one saw it, but yeah. so they just feed you all the details and the follow up or whatever this wherever this comes into play next. Um, but I'm not even sure if there is like a like then a. Then it really like, won't then, fucking then, matter. <laughs> I don't even think the movie really set anything up for the extended universe. Well, of one of the DC. characters now has well, love interest. Right. Yeah. That's so the, I that's think the kind of shit you're gonna see in the next one, right? And it's set up. One of them's gay. <laughs> It, it set up. It furthered the setup to what is gonna be, I think, the first James Gunn like capstone ensemble project, which is gonna be a Justice Society of America movie. Which who who even is? And who who knows if forgot. if Shazam Free might have been in the plan at one point? Who knows if it's still gonna be in the plan with James Gunn helming things? So. I, this is a very skippable movie. It will probably have very little impact on future DC projects if if you're at all invested in the cinematic universe somehow still after all the the strife it has undergone. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, is, we'll, we'll discuss some spoiler points. Falling under the purview of James Gunn, I, I'm kind of excited because, you know, if he can do what he did with Peacemaker to this, sure. So, Fuck oh, yeah. I think, oh, is Dr. Fate in that one, too? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so that's a little Pierce bit Brosnan, of Black Adam. Remember. Oh, yes. he, he was, he, he had the, you know, he had the golden helmet, and there's, there's the Hawk, Hawkman, and, and, um, Adam, right? Adam Smasher? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and the girl. The wind. The, she was new. Definitely she was not a, Red Tornado. No, she was. I think she was made up for that movie. I don't think she has like a or original character. Do not steal. They really couldn't put in yeah. someone like fucking Mister Terrific or anything. But he's. I guess he is Justice League. He's always been Justice League. Anyways. Well, uh, yeah. Anyways, spoilers. Sure, spoilers on dragons. Coming uh, through. Yeah, I thought the dragon was was at least it looked okay. Um, yeah. right. it's it, really it just. <sighs> I, they really tried with the villains. I'll give this movie credit. The villains were villainous. Like, they straight up come in and they murder people. They hit and... you with that uh, X-Men level PG-13 violence. Where, yeah. like, people are just going to horrifically kind of die, but in a non-bloody way. So it's technically okay for PG-13 audiences. <laughs> yeah, like, these are some pretty, like... Gruesome deaths. like Gruesome deaths, yeah. You know, petrifying women and children. And, um, yeah, fucking releasing beasts on the the innocent populace. Um, yeah, like they 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 Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren don't exactly look like intimidating villains in their costumes, uh, especially Helen Mirren, who no longer really looks like Helen Mirren anymore. Lucy Liu still kind of looks like Lucy Liu, but like a much older version of Lucy Liu. Yeah, you know, and I I think the one thing they did good about the villains is. Um, not all of them were evil for the sake of evil. Like, 
Yeah, they, they had, had an strike, objective. Yeah, they, they had to strike like kind of a balance with um, with with the fact that they're gods, and that actually means something in this universe. Um, Remember, well, Jay, it, they I mean, killed all the gods. There, all the gods are gone. Definitely, like Ares and and uh, you know the, and um, Zeus and and Hades, who was being teased as a future Wonder Woman antagonist. <laughs> all gone. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, that, that's interesting. Where they got a tie up those plot holes about how those gods there's still... so many lore inconsistencies between yeah. this movie and Fuck, all the others it, it that's not like we could we could devote a lot of time to picking those apart i don't think they're of large enough consequence to really care uh but what does kind of bother me is that like Wonder Woman shows up at the end of this movie and just straight up like steals the spotlight from the hero of the story. <laughs> and yeah, when they did in the first one, it was like a cute joke on the end. Like, hey, yeah, he got Superman's I... friend. Ooh. And I Superman I... shows up yeah. and just like eats lunch with him. Like he doesn't do anything to like steal his thunder. Yeah, well, they never. Yeah, they never showed him the showed the face, and it wasn't yeah. and it wasn't Henry Cavill coming into literally and, Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> so I read. I thought I read an article though that that wasn't uh, Wonder Woman at least in the first scene. That's why they never showed her face. Well, def- they were. Yeah, they were. That was a dream. It was painfully sequence. obvious they were shooting around her face. Uh, it made. I was wondering if it's because they couldn't get Gal Gadot, and then in that scene it became apparent because they did the the gag with the wizard's face on her body. So, but why didn't they, I guess I don't know why they didn't, um, oh, maybe because they didn't know what she looked like. No, but there's probably pictures, right? He would have known what she looked like. Yeah. Because it was a dream sequence, right? I think so... it was just so they could do the shock value of the wizard's face, face being onto... the first the first thing you see of her face. Yeah. I think that was just an artistic choice. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then save them some money for having not, Gal Gadot in a second scene. Yeah, she might not have actually been the body. I don't know. I don't. No, because there, there was an article about who the who the body was. It wasn't it wasn't Gal Gadot. Like, the I'm body so wasn't glad. Gal Gadot's. And but then that because I had thought that means Gal Gadot wasn't going to sign up for this. But then she was in the end. So I'm wondering if there was like a last minute like they got her on there. You know, they weren't they they didn't have the plans to have her who knows anymore because I've seen so many articles about like like Henry Cavill showed up at the end of Black Adam, right? Yeah. And then I've I've seen so many things about he's out, Dwayne's out. <laughs> so like Gal Gadot being in this movie, I don't think guarantees anything. She's weirdly been one of the more constant elements in the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. She's she's this she will be the last surviving cast member from Dawn of Justice if she she shows up again. Yeah, it turns it turns out not being a great actress doesn't open up a ton of doors for you. I, I mean, Henry Henry Cavill has at least uh, he's a front runner for James Bond. So yeah. Side note: It is kind of crazy how like it's just a little thing, but like she has like one of the more iconic like hero light motifs in these uh, superhero movies of late like that one her her motif where it's like uh, oh her theme song yeah. yeah oh yeah 
I just like I hate that song so much. <laughs> but but you every like every time you know it's like oh that's the fucking Wonder Woman theme because they like, play it every time she shows up on screen. Yeah. <laughs> they really force the association. Um, yeah, this, it, this movie's uneven. They do they call back stupid stuff. They do you know the weird kids' unique interest coming back to play trope, which has been really in vogue over the last five years. Is is back strong here uh also they they mix a lot of mythologies it it's heavily implied to be based on Greek. grecian mythology yeah. but unicorns are Scottish. arthurian in origin and i think uh the the predecessor to the unicorn in mythology is actually norse um so like they wouldn't be relevant in but any of this put in the unicorn joke so that the the girl can make a And they spent so much time setting up that joke, and it was just a bad prog placement and an awkward shot of them riding in on terrible CGI unicorns. And it, it's like, why? Why devote so much time during your climax in which you've gone through great pains to establish the time-sensitive nature of this situation? Why do you shoehorn that in? Why do you shoehorn in the teen romance between the 6,000-year-old lady who somehow looks far more youthful than her sisters, who also have a huge they make the, uh, like they visual make age joke. gradient? <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, yeah, she's going to be in the next movie, and, like, people who didn't go see this, they'll be like, Why, who is this? Why is she? What's going on here? Like, and, well, and Tina? <laughs> It's like the worst fucking name yeah, ever. And Anathema. And, and th- it's it's like Athena, but with an N in there. Yeah. Anthena. And she has the power of Axis. I, she I feel can like rotate that came right from the fucking th- comics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how her powers work. To be honest with you. <laughs> doesn't matter because you know what? It's just it's the tree, the the might, the great tree. Oh my yes, and the fucking the the fucking climax of this movie is ripped straight from a thirty some odd year old Dragon Ball Z movie. (laughs) It's it's the fucking tree of might. She plants the tree of might. That she plants a tree that's gonna grow and corrupt and suck all the life out of the planet. Gee, where have I seen that before? Is she also gonna eat a fruit from that tree and gain a lot more power? That didn't didn't necessarily happen, but. The, the golden apple MacGuffin maybe came from the tree what, in the first place. What movie were we joking where it was just uh, Revenge of Cooler? Or Cooler's Revenge? Where they, the solution, it was the multiple, oh, it was fucking Quantum Mania. We were, jo- we were kind of joking on that. Right. Where the answer was I, just hit him harder. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't have the big Getty star in that one. They're, sa- they're saving the big Getty star plot for like the next Superman movie. The return of Return of Zod, where he comes in a bigger ship. Metazod. Meta, Metazod. Oh my god! You know, I'm, so, gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. How many Dragon Ball Z movies? There's 17 Dragon Ball Z movies. Let's see if how many more they rip off. Yeah, I, I will. I'll, I'll give them this. I'll give them a little bit of credit. Um, so they're the Furies. First of all, the Daughters of Atlas. Not comic book. Originally designed for this film. So, okay, that may be why they're a little bit, nah, I don't know how you fit in. Um, the Furies come from Greek mythology and are all children of Atlas. Um, Hespera, 
Uh, so mm-hmm. Helen Mirren's character, I believe, uh, is named after he- Hesperides, the spirit, the spirits of the sunset, tended to the Garden of Golden Apples. Hespera is also a female of Hesperus. Uh, let's right. Calypso. Uh, Calypso is named after the enchantress who tended to Odysseus, uh, Odysseus mm-hmm. uh, on his way home. And Thea is the goddess of gardens, swamps, flowers, and human love. So, yeah, a little bit of there. Well, I mean, it makes sense. The gods were the spawn of the Titans. Atlas was a Titan. Mm. Um, so, yeah. like, they would be gods. Like, that all that all is kosher. And for the most part, I mean, it is, it is kosher of. inside, like, the greater Greek mythology up until the unicorn shows up. <laughs> I... And the dragon also is, is a little... You know, if they Not. wanted to make I, this more closer to the comics, instead of the daughters, uh, instead of them, you would have, like, Cersei. And then instead of Anne, you'd have, like, Zatanna. Except Zatanna's, like, a grown woman in the comics. You have so many movies. That, I mean, that's a lot of characters yeah. that you have to bring in and, and try to establish. Um Cersei's also more of a Wonder Woman villain. See, that's the kind of the issue with Captain Marvel in in general is like his rogues gallery isn't super deep. Like I didn't even know going into the first movie about Doctor Savannah. Like the only thing I knew about Shazam is that he's a kid. Says Shazam gets powers. His villain is Black Adam, who has the same powers. Yeah, right. That's about all I knew. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I mean, the top three, like, I just looked up greatest villains of the Shazam family. Uh, one, Black Adam, Dr. Savannah, Mr. Mind, which is the Caterpillar, all three of which are, we've already seen. Um, right. You know, when you start scrolling down, you're kind of not a whole lot that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because he hasn't, he hasn't often had a solo comic. Like he's been at least recently part of ensemble teams, because he used to be like the he, the super guy before Superman, right? Way um, back when. I don't. It's 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 a long, complicated history that uh, we could probably spend a whole uh, episode like on, yeah. episode on. Um, Shazam! Shazam is so much like I'm trying to compare it to like Marvel because I have to. Um, <laughs> He's so much like like a, a Doctor Strange or like a an Ant Man. They're definitely kind where, of making it like that. Where, He's definitely like, yeah an Ant Man. Man, they type. they they get their solo movies. Maybe they shouldn't get as much because uh, they're not as good. But I mean, they really do work. Um, you know, when they're with the bigger group. Um, I think Doctor Strange I think works a little bit better on his own. Uh, the um, first Doctor Ant-Man, Strange movie was yeah. was really good. But like Ant Man's the one where you're like, who's their villain? And, yeah, Ant Man. You know. Well, Ultron, but they already use him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say is it, it passes the Jake's. Uh, I've got to come up with a Bechtel test name for uh, Townsend test tone, but that doesn't sound cool. A <laughs> Jake'tel test. It's a literative. The, the Townsend test. Yeah. So maybe. Well, what's the Townsend so test, Jake? It does pass the Townsend test. Where the villain and the hero do not do have, not have the same powers. It's not a mirror match. Abilities. <laughs> not a mirror match. I know some people like it. It's good for one or two here and there. And I'll rip on 
the Shazam versus Black Adam when we inevitably get that. <laughs> the one because... you wanted so bad you're going to shit all over it. Yep. Yeah. I will shit all over it when it comes up. It will not pass. It will not pass, but it is what I want. Um, it, it did at least pass that. It got a variety of uh, of, of powers. Yeah. Yes. Um, I will say, so one thing that I will say that just as a straight up positive, just a straight up positive for me um, in this is that I like that they're they're collectively like their their man on the street name is the Philly Fiasco. <laughs> I do enjoy that. Like if that was if that was just how they were known going into the the shared universe, like everyone just knows them as the Philly Fiasco, I'd be okay with that. That was a pretty good yeah. running joke. Uh, another thing I'll say for this movie, um, this is this is the. Uh, this is the Bennett test. <laughs> In your superhero movies, your superhero should save people. And they showed them saving plenty of people. They people the, were saved. Superhero saving 101, the the bridge being destroyed. That is the most classic, like, um, standard uh, superhero saving rescue scenario. And, and like, you know, uh, also... Um, he he went to save Maria. Is that the older girl's name? Mary. Oh, uh, yeah, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Yeah. He went to save Mary instead of pursuing the villain, which right. is which is a, a classic superhero move. Um, so I like that about it. There, I think there's a cut of this movie that's maybe like 25, 30 minutes shorter, a lot more focused, and a lot better. Hmm. Um. But I think they, they were trying to make a movie that would would be a big tent in terms of audience. And when you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Yep. So especially um, when your first movie kind of made its you know was a surprise hit. Based because it stepped outside like kind of some of the norms of yeah, it, movies. It did kind of bit. It was it was more unique than than a lot uh, had been at that time. But uh, speaking of definitely not unique movies, next week we'll be taking on John Wick Four. Will it be materially different than the other three? Probably not a damn bit. Well, I mean, the first one is a lot different than uh, two and three, at least in terms right. of premise. Uh, Maybe they'll bring back a dog in four. There's well, a dog there's in four. Dog, yeah. They show in the trailer. There's a dog in three too. Different dog. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's been a bit of a minute. Yeah, it doesn't. Maybe they'll kill. Don't the worry, dog. Jake. Do it doesn't matter. No, I don't think so. I I remember the trailer. I think it was for uh, chapter three, where he is walking. And he's got a suit, and the dog's like uh, his little chest puffed out. He's like a like a bully type dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's you know that's the thing I love about the John Wicks is that it it is so explicitly like please don't worry about the lore we're just this is here just so we have action movies like they are high budget versions of like the schlock action of the early two thousands like the the shit Jason Statham built his career on the death races and cranks and and fucking transporters of the world like they're just higher budget versions of those movies. And I'm, and I'm here for it. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for episode 359 of the Sound Studs podcast. 
Um, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.